Nice. All right. I did kind of a a glancing clap there. Usually I hit my hand straight on, but this time I thought, you know what? I'm going to do more like a knee slap, but with both of my hands. Ooh. And uh, I think I'm happy with the result. Felt good. Spicing it up. I only heard the one. Uh, I only heard the one clap on my end. So I think we've figured out who the odd man out is. As if wow. it was ever in question. Yeah. <laughs> it, it took us about two weeks to figure it out and then two and a half years to confirm it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Graham. It's too bad he's in Peru. I don't yeah, think his so. His team has done so much. He could have easily got a job. I was going to say, like, I think, uh, I think he probably went deeper into Peru after this past week. Maybe that's where he is. Yeah, maybe he's lying to us and he's just uh, in the Colts facility. He's going to be their offensive coordinator. If his Instagram is anything to go off of, probably not, but who's to say? <laughs> what do you mean? Those beautiful vistas that he's posting? That's got to be somewhere north of Indianapolis, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Indi- Indianapolis, known for their high mountainous <laughs> Yeah, that's what I thought. And... Oh, well, what do I know? I've only seen the city once, so. Yeah. I mean, they have a beautiful Torchies. I haven't even been so. there yet. Oh, man, you're missing out. I really am. I, I've i had it before, just not that one. I'll have to uh, check it out she, sometime. Uh, but speaking of time, it's about it's about time to start this episode of the Internet Football Podcast. And as always, I'm one of your hosts, Steven. And joining me is Logan. Ew. Tyler. I'm Tyler. And the Cricket. Just kidding. It. No, it it's too cold here now. I think the cricket died. Oh no! Damn, no, rip. it it just uh, no. It's probably gonna be like the quality assurance coach for the Colts or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. No, it's just uh, I'll say Gra- Graham's still deep in the weeds in Peru, and uh, our replacement Graham is busy today, so it's just gonna be us three. It's been a while since we had a three-person one. Yeah. A trio. I think it's the first one of the season. Think so? Yeah. Week. Did did y'all replace me week one? No. Oh, that's right. You weren't here week <laughs> one. I forgot. It's man. Week one has simultaneously been so long ago and also so recently. Like this season is flying by. We're we're about to get to week ten. We are officially halfway through the season. I'm Ugh. so sad because it feels like the happiest time of my life is just flying right by. <laughs> yep. Well, <laughs> sucks. I mean. But, Tyler, there's been so much to be happy about this past week. I mean, for starters, freaking Lions pulling it out of the bag and beating Woo! the Packers two times in a <laughs> row in Detroit. Suck it, Aaron Rodgers. God, five in a row for the Packers. Five. That rocks. It's so funny. <laughs> like, I don't I don't know what magic freaking, uh, like, Matt LaFleur was keeping to, like, keep I have one of the best like starts as a head coach. I think it's crumbling fast. No, uh, his name might have been Devonte Adams. Okay, but like I mean, you're right. However, Devonte's not faring much better. I mean, no, no, he did amazing this past week. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think Derek Carr finally realized like, oh yeah, I do have my old college teammate. That's right. And they. St- Still lost. They yeah. still fucking Just lost. Just feels good, folks. I mean, no fault of Devontae, though. He got, what, like nine catches, 130-something yards, and two tutties in the first half? Yeah. And then they forgot he was there. Literally. They were like, oh, you're around. You're not anymore. I kept getting notifications 
I just kept looking at the fancy thing, and it's just like Devonte scored another touchdown. Devonte scored. I'm like, could we? Could I please stop facing everyone on their best week? Yeah, that's rough. Ugh, I got whooped this week in our league. Hey, I won, and Woo. so did Logan. Congrats. Woo! Thank you, thank you. It felt good. Uh, yeah, no notes. No I'm notes. Try to do the same thing again uh, every week for the rest of the season through the postseason. <laughs> uh, thank you in advance for my victory. Uh, two-time reigning champion has a really nice ring to it. I think it does too. I I ain't gonna get it. Ty, you have a better shot than me. You're yeah, at least but... like you have the same record as Logan. At least I am two games back. Mm-hmm. I, I I need to run the table. Well, thankfully, because I won two weeks in a row, I had lost like three or four straight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I I want to ask. Yes. Do we think it is simply Josh McDaniels with the Raiders? Because the only person who has gone like up in their stats compared to previous years is Josh Jacobs. Like he's on pace to break his career high in rushing yards this year. And Devontae Adams has the low almost the lowest catch percentage uh since his sophomore year. In the NFL, and Derek Carr has averaged 4,000 passing yards the past three seasons, and it looks like he's barely going to get three. It's not great. Dang. So, like, what? So, like, what is it coaching? Because it must be. Is that is that what it's coming down to? I don't know. I mean, the Raiders have always been pretty inconsistent. To put it all in, I mean, I'm sure McDaniel's isn't helping in that regard. Uh, but also, it's unlike the Raiders to simultaneously get big leads and then also choke them away this often. Usually it'll happen to most teams once or twice a season. But they've squandered three leads of at least 17 points. And 17's a lot. People get on Baltimore's case for like, oh, they've look, they've given up three leads of 10 or more. That's only two scores. 17 is three scores. And they've choked three of them. Yeah, no, that that's, has that's to be coaching. That is very bad. Yeah, that one, it feels definitely on coaching. I I don't know. I was I was thinking about Devontae being like, man, he's just like either been non-existent or like has had a really good half like this past game and that's it. Yeah. So I was like looking at other receivers and like Justin Jefferson has one less target, but 11 more catches for almost 200 more yards. Wow. Well, I mean, I mean, like, my goodness, we were, like, I hate to say it, but, like, I was looking at the Raiders going into this season. I'm like, man, they are a, this might be a scary team. You know, got Devontae. Oh, got yeah. well, we were looking at the whole division. Right. That whole yeah. division was supposed to be, you know, double-digit wins. And, and, now, and now it's a two-team lead, and, like, the Chiefs aren't two. And that's it. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> man, I can I can... Very so, thankful so the Chargers got that win. That was an ugly way to win, but I'll take it. Yeah. Hey, a win's a win. Did you? <laughs> I didn't see that. Uh, I, I didn't get to see that live because we just didn't have that game in our stations. But I yeah. do love. I didn't realize how close we were to losing that by like fumbling the ball and Same. then apparently re-getting the fumble back. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. bless Justin Herbert. He put the fear of God in that man. Yes, he did. Oh, my God. I, I watched it happen, and I saw Eckler fumble, and I was like, no way. I thought he was down by contact. And then the Falcons guy fumbled, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. 
Herbert did like that cool guy move where he like puffs out his chest in the guy's direction and the guy goes ah! and drop the ball. Then just drop the ball. <laughs> it's literally what it looked like. He looked over, he saw Justin <laughs> Herbert like winding up and he just dropped it. He's like, huh? I mean, hey, he, he must remember Herbert's like debut when he just blanked Sorensen. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I can't. Like when we tackle him, we get hurt. No. <laughs> I'm not touching that. Imagine what happens when he tackles me. You know what? Just take the ball. I don't want it. <laughs> ah. Oh, man. But and shout out to Dicker the Kicker for securing that win. Two, hey. two game-winning Ooh. field goals in his career. Hey, I'll take for it. two separate teams. Love to see it. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, wouldn't mind, uh, I wouldn't mind keeping him on the roster long-term. I mean, he... He does come from the illustrious University of Texas, home, like the former alma mater of one Justin Tucker, who is up, one baby. of the best kickers of uh, all time. So, you know, uh, if he's... An, I don't know about of, one of. <laughs> it's like, eh, you know, one of. How many Super Bowls has he won, Logan? Uh, Not enough. It, that's true. He deserves more. He really does. <laughs> but hey, but the Ravens got one win. Yeah. Hey, you'll love to see it. Yep, especially it really, James. really wasn't a great game. No, no I mean it for wasn't. Logan, this was a great game. Yeah, I mean, I would aside from the fact that it resulted in me not winning money, uh, it was a good game. <laughs> if only, if there had been one more touchdown, I would have won a hundred bucks. Oh man, I'm close. On Two weeks side? in a row, I'm so close. Like was it was it an over under thing or was it like one? Yeah, team it was. Score? Oh, uh, at the end of it, it was like me and two other people all had tied for the same number of wins so it came down to the final oh, score no. final combined score on Monday night and uh, I had like 48 and someone else had 42 oh so they no. beat me. Uh, but I got close you and, did get oh, close also w- s- someone brought up the stat last week or maybe it was even earlier than that where like through eight games, Baltimore was one of like nine teams who had a double digit lead in every single one of those games, but they were the only ones who were at or under 500. Fascinating. I didn't realize that I thought like, oh, there was, you know, maybe one or two other teams that kind of faltered and weren't that awesome of the other eight teams or however many it was, their combined record was one loss, and the rest of them were wins. Hmm. All of them. It was like 8-no, 8-no, 8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8-8
Even Saturday is like, he's showing up in his pads and his helmet. He's like, all right, guys, I'm ready. And he goes to the podium, and the first question is about him being the head coach, and it dawns on him. Like, uh. I've only ever coached high school. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah, Ellinger's going to start for us again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah See, that's, okay, so, like, th- that's got to be a question going forward. So now that Jeff Saturday is in charge. Right, he's already Maddie announced Ice that Ellinger's going to start. Ugh. Okay, he has. Well, oh. he already did for now. at that. At that press conference yesterday, yep. They're tanking. I mean, at this point, they you have gotta to. be. And again, I think it's sort of like what Seattle did at the beginning of this year, where they, they're not necessarily tanking by, like, saying, okay, you guys go out and lose these games. But I think it's more like, eh, our roster's not awesome, we'll see what we get. Seattle has the head coach and the coaching staff to make them play hard and to win. I think the Colts should just give up this season. Unless like, Ellinger somehow sets the world on fire. I think the Colts should just go like, yeah, our roster kind of sucks. We're gonna, we're not going to make any huge moves. We're just going to keep this sucky roster with a new head coach and see what we got. You watch your mouth with those Seahawks. They are on a four-game winning streak after defeating true. the Cardinals. Ooh. Somehow I don't think it's getting to five, Steven. Oh, we'll Ooh. see. Maybe, maybe Tom Brady will have one too many Venus initials hey. and uh, die. Yeah, he probably will. <laughs> he's gonna need he's gonna need a nap. He's gonna need a nappy nap. Time change is gonna kill him. Um, I would just like to state before we go on off of the Indianapolis talk, uh, they're second in the division still, and they're only two games out of first. I would still like to I would still like to point that out. <laughs> oh, sure, but it's it's like like let's be honest. I mean. That's impressive. But that's like saying that the Packers are still second in the North when they are four games behind the Minnesota Vikings, who eked out a win against the Commies this week. Yeah. Okay. Tennessee lost this week. We don't know how long Willis is going to be in that starting role. True. Literally never know. The AFC South is literally up for grabs. That's (laughs) correct. Heck, Jaguars might win it. Who knows? They're only third. Honestly, I think the Jags probably will come back to win it. Really? Wow. Mid-season okay. prediction. I don't think Tennessee has the firepower, and Ellinger is not the answer in my eyes, especially not with not only no. just a first-time head coach, but someone who has never coached in the NFL before at all. I will. I mean, like, I like or where college. your head's at. I don't know if they're getting that win this week, considering that the Jaguars have to go to KC, but yeah. uh, I like where your head's at. <laughs> like, Probably not. I, I mean, if you're... Yeah, I... If you're Jacksonville, you're definitely thinking the division is yours still. Like mm, okay, I I will I'll preface this. Their final games are at the Chiefs, hosting the Ravens, going to Detroit, going to Tennessee, hosting Cowboys, going to the Jets, at Texans, hosting Titans. Those that's a tough stretch on the back end. I'm not gonna lie there. It will be tough for sure, but they're only they're. It's tough to tell because. The Titans have had their bye, but Jacksonville hasn't yet. They're two wins and three losses back from the first seed. That's doable. Is it possible that they won't win the division? Yeah, it's possible. They might squeak out a wild card. That would be insanity. (laughs) I'll just say that. I don't know about insanity. You need... Currently, there are five, six, seven... No, I guess you're right. There are nine teams with an actual winning record, so you're right. Yeah, Wild card I, I could was, be tough. Like, I mean, like, J- Jacksonville might just pull off a run. I mean, I, I don't doubt Doug Peterson to 
you know, yeah. eventually get this team on track. But I just don't know if it's likely this year, you know. Yeah, you might be right. I mean, like as I say, even for teams that have not had a bye, like Jacksonville, there's still three games out of the wild card. Two and a half if you count the Chargers, who are at five and three. Yeah, that's fair. But I don't think it's unreasonable to say that I expect Jacksonville to hit the postseason ten times for every one time this Colts team would make it to the playoffs. Oh, sure. Oh, like oh, yeah, that's fair. I mean, at least Jacksonville look. I mean. As much crap as we've given to them paying Christian Kirk an obscene amount of money, Trevor Lawrence seems to like him. Yeah. He's doing well. Uh, that's, that's literally all it is. If your quarterback likes your receiver and it's a good connect, good chemistry, we could say shit all we want. They're going to ball out. I mean, yep. Miami, anyone? Miami. I am eating my words on that every single week. They got away with an obscene pass interference. <laughs> on Chase Claypool at the end there. Let's just be honest there. That was, like, I, honestly, if I ever, if I somehow wandered onto an NFL field and they just threw me in pads like, get out there, I might just hug the people. I'll probably get away with it half the time. Yeah, it's worth a try at the very least. That missed P.I. call that was against the Titans, like, that should have been on Travis Kelsey, that one was I know, awful I, too. That's not, like, yeah. at least the Bears one is they just missed the call entirely. The fact that with the like Travis Kelsey has this man's face mask, and they called the Tennessee Titans on, yeah, <laughs> on holding. I'm like, wait, hold on. It's almost like they saw because the Titans, dude. I do think that was pass interference against the Titans' defense on that play. Oh sure, it's I mean, almost I, I, like the ref saw that, looked down to get his flag, and then looked up after Kelsey basically ripped the guy's helmet off, and he just missed the helmet ripping off. I mean, that yeah. should at the very least have just been offsetting penalties. Totally agree. It should yeah. have been offsetting. They both committed penalties on that play, in my eyes. I agree. But yeah, but yeah, that Miami Chicago one, I don't got a good reason for that. I mean, I I can't believe that the Bears made it that close. And like Justin yeah. Fields freaking broke Mike Vick's uh single game record for rushing yards by a quarterback. Wow. I did it's, not it was realize. 178, that. right? He had hundred. Yes, he did. He only th- he threw for 123. <laughs> Ran wow. for 178. Incredible. I, I can hear Graham just screaming from the Peruvian mountaintops, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think uh I don't think Justin Fields is uh getting to four thousand this year. I don't know if he'll get to three thousand. <laughs> he probably won't. But if you if you can keep up in a shootout with Miami throwing for a hundred less than hundred and fifty yards, you're doing something right. Oh, 100%. I'm, I'm not knocking him for that. It's Which, like it's insane. I don't know how you put, in this day and age, in this economy, you put up, what'd you say, 124 passing yards? 123, yes. And 35 points. Incredible. Can't believe it. I can't either. I mean, it's just that... Uh, God, the fucking quarterback debate going on now. Now, all of a sudden, like, now Tua's the greatest quarterback of this rookie class. Oh, Fascinating. Uh... That, no, that's what people, I mean, take Emmanuel Acho out of this. People are, like, now apparently the argument is, like, it's not between Burrow and Herbert. It's that Tua is cl- by and far no. the best quarterback in the of that draft class. I'm sitting there, like, no. fascinating. Okay. Like, okay, let, let's give, like, g- give Tyreek and Waddle to all the, like, to Herbert yeah. or Burrow, and let's just see how much they light it up. I, I agree. I need, Tua needs to have this season for the next two years, and then maybe 
we'll have that conversation again. Even if he does, though, if you look at Miami games, Tyreek and Jalen are getting so laughably wide open. And, and granted, Tua's seeing them, Tua anticipates it, Tua has that playbook down pat. Tua's, I think Tua's doing really well. This isn't me saying like, oh, it's all the receivers. But when you make it that easy for a quarterback, either the stats have to follow or that quarterback just blows chunks. There's no in-between. <laughs> Tua's good. <laughs> Look at freaking Kirk Cousins. You gave him a cheat code in Justin Jefferson, and the man's like, you know. Dude, he's doing great. And I don't, I, I have a similar opinion to Kirk Cousins as I do of Tua. I think they're good. They're, they're better than just about anyone else you would find. It, it makes the quarterback one of the last positions you would have to fix. But am I saying they're the best quarterbacks in the league? I don't think so. Are they putting up no. some of the best stats in the league? Yeah, because they have some of the best receivers to throw to. Because they have coaches who will mix it up and run it sometimes. Somewhat effectively, at least. Well, it's like, Ty- I mean, Tyreek is, like, over 200 yards above the next leading receiver. Yeah. Like, he has an extra game on him. Don't get me wrong. The Dolphins still need to take their bye week. But, like, Tyreek's at over 1,100 yards. Justin Jefferson's at 867. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tyreek's definitely going to pass 2,000 receiving yards he's gonna break the all-time record like, he has to. i was like what's the single season record again because like it, he's gotta i thought it was 1963 by megatron unless that's cooper it? cup just broke it yeah. last year that's, that's it. it it's like 130 it. yards a game as a wide receiver eh, yeah you know not much it's just written in the stars that tyreek gets 2000 so here's here's what hill is doing he's averaging 122 yards per game <laughs> I'm going to plug that into my calculator. Times 17. That's 2,074 yards. Fifth on that list with 90.2 is Jalen Waddell, who's on track for about 1,500 receiving yards. Those two guys combined, two receivers, are on track to combine for 3,500 receiving yards this year. And granted, again, Tua's getting him the ball. Tua's doing his job really well. But you put Joe Burrow... You put the other guy that Steven likes, Justin Herbert. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, I forgot his name. That's okay. Uh, if you put them on this team, I think they also get those two guys to 3,500 yards. If you scheme them that wide open and protect them as well as Miami's protecting them, again, Tua's playing really well. I like Tua. I, I, I don't think he's better than Joe Burrow on a level playing field. I think uh, McDaniels is doing an awesome job of coaching these people up can i bring up a different quarterback that we can throw in that situation i want to hear your answers okay sure sure. what if daniel jones was down there do we think the same result would happen Hmm. i think it would be worse because i think a large part of the hill and waddle connection is that Tua reads a defense really well and anticipates where his re- where and when his receivers are going to cut. I don't think Jones is quite as good as Tua, but I think it would still be effective. I agree. I was like, because what? Like, to, I mean, and that's the thing. It's just, it's the schemes they're in right now, right? Because I don't think Miami think so. relies a whole lot on their rushing attack. I mean, and it's no. not like... And why would it's they? It's not... 
I mean, especially with Tua's injuries this season, they're probably not having him run the ball a whole lot anymore. You know, he's going to have to rely on being like stronger in the passing game than on his running game. But Daniel Jones, let's just be honest, he can run. Like, yeah, he he can run. And Saquon Barkley is running really well this season. So it's not that yeah. Daniel Jones has to. I mean, what receivers, right? I mean, you've got Darius Slayton. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Galladay is my, <laughs> uh, well, I was gonna say not the worst like money ever paid out Brock Osweiler, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he's they're not using him. It it has not been a good investment by the Giants there, but like, you give the Giants a few, like you know another season or two. Hopefully they draft uh rookie receivers that want to be there. Kadarius Tony. Um, <laughs> okay, Damn, called out Logan. Oh, I'll, I'll call that because man's been dealing with a hamstring injury whole season. He gets to KC and he's just like, what, 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 what injury? No, I've been no fine. No injury. No, I'm good. Oh, it's, yeah. I'm cured. It's a miracle. I'm cured. Patrick Mahomes. It's a miracle. It's Patrick Mahomes, the second coming of Jesus Christ. The man can walk on water according to all these announcers. Like, yeah. Hey, maybe, maybe that's why people swear by Kansas City barbecue is because of its Healing property. <laughs> Logan, I was just about to say, like, through the power of Kansas City Barbecue, Kadarius yeah. Tony's, like, just the sheer protein content has stitched his muscle fibers back together yeah. stronger content. than ever. It is, his muscle fibers are, like, a combination of vibranium and, like, r- brisket, and that man, like, brisket. will run. I think I think he just like he ripped his leg open, tore out his hamstring, slapped in a couple pieces of brisket in there, closed his leg back up, and he's like, "Oh yeah, ready to go, baby." <laughs> oh yeah. I love that we use brisket because I'm like, if you make the brisket right, it should not hold up well. No, <laughs> like, that but thing but it tastes shred. the best. Oh yeah. Um, I I have a little breaking news. Ooh. Breaking news. Okay, let's go. So, we have our first flexed game of the season. Yes. Okay, so it's Sunday Night Football, right? Because they have to... Or, oh, yeah. Is it, it is, Sunday Night Football? It is, it is Sunday Night Football. Uh, week 11 Sunday mm-hmm. Night Football. Can we take uh, originally, originally, Bengals-Steelers. Mm-hmm. Okay, crap. What do we think got flexed in? Uh, I need to bring up the schedule. Well... Uh, so, the, the 3 o'clock games, or the 4 o'clock games, I'm sorry, are Raiders-Broncos, Cowboys-Vikings, Chiefs-Chargers. I'm going to have to guess oh, that because because the Chargers are playing Sunday Night Football this week and they are not going to put them again, I'd have to say it's got to be Cowboys-Vikings, right? I, I was going to make the same guess. It is Chiefs-Chargers, Sunday Night Football, Whoa. Week 11. You're kidding me. Back-to-back? Back-to-back. Back to back, um, the around the NFL verified Twitter account fascinating has posted it. Well, well, well. I hold mean, on, we need we need to pump the brakes on that. Just because it's verified now doesn't mean it's official. Oh uh, yeah, it is so. on NFL.com, and Ian oh, Rappaport okay, quote tweeted it. Did you pay the eight dollars? Fuck you, Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. So, because I I looked up the flex scheduling rules again, and I guess according to their site, you can flex any game to there, but the Sunday night game becomes an afternoon game. So I guess it could have been a 1 okay. o'clock game, but there were no 1 o'clock games there that I ah, would have flexed personally. Williams-Browns? No. Rams-Aints? No. Uh, I, I love how you said Bills-Browns, and I was like, I do not want to watch the Browns on Sunday night football. <laughs> I mean, that there's worse be. ones. Falcons-Bears? There we go. <laughs> 
Actually, I mean, I was looking at Lions Giants, but okay. <laughs> Falcons. Yes, Falcons Bears Sunday Night Football. Give it to me. Ugh. Give it. No, Shut the ultimate out. troll move. Raiders Broncos. Yeah, I I saw that and I'm like, they Broncos have already had like five primetime games, and I'm sure their ratings probably won't support a an eighth one. No, I don't God. think that's legal. Like from a from a scheduling standpoint, I don't think it's legal. You can't have more than like at least up to week seventeen. You can't have more than like five or six primetime games. Wow, like I, week eighteen just breaks it because they just want the most competitive Sunday night football game. Yeah. You know? So they don't have to decide that because I knew they would flex the week 11 one or if they were going to, because you have to give a 12 day notice. So and, oh, okay. and this was, this was the deadline. So like, that's why we weren't going to get, uh, chargers and 49ers flexed. Gotcha. So like, so next week we'd have to, well, actually, well, that's the problem with uh week 12. There's not a whole lot of options because of the Thanksgiving games, Yeah. but they would have to choose like by next Tuesday. Okay. So that's how that's where I'm, and I guess, you know, that doesn't surprise me because CBS had two and I'm pretty sure that this, uh, CBS would want to protect Cowboys and Vikings, like of the two games. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the networks have, to, cause the networks have to, uh, like the NFL has to go through the networks first and like, they can choose like, okay, we're going to protect this one as like our game of the week. Now why right. they decided to, uh, protect Cowboys Packers is beyond me when you had uh actual winning matchup this week, but you know. I th- I think they just um want us to see Aaron Rodgers lose. Just But I don't want to see him but losing to the Cowboys again, great. Yeah. Yeah, the, I, I guess you're right. That is a double-edged sword. Like gr- it's a great Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is losing, but at what cost? God, he he is just playing like dog shit. Three picks three. against Detroit. Yeah. Three and two of two of them were red zone picks. Dude, not even red zone, end zone picks. End zone, and they were got off. They were bad. You let the what? defensive end in in Hutchinson pick that ball off when you were going to throw to David Bakhtiari. David Bakhtiari the, right <laughs> the left tackle. What are you doing? Who the who's scheming that play? Like Matt you don't LaFleur, trust apparently. your receivers enough, and you need to throw to David Bakhtiari. Ridiculous. Hey. Okay, you're laughing now. In two weeks, when you see Bakhtiari flexed out wide as a receiver, you're going to know that was Matt LaFleur's <laughs> genius, brilliant, up all night coming up with that one. No, the reason... I only want to see that if it's like he suddenly traded to the Titans, even though we're way past the traded deadline, and it's like <laughs> a bubble screen out to Derrick Henry. And then you have... Not only does the defender have Bakhtiari to deal with, then if you somehow manage to get past him, Ooh. there's Derrick Henry ready to yeah. bowl you over. Oh, I, I like where your head is at. Thank you, thank you. I, sh- I should be an OC. I hear the Colts are hiring. Yeah, apparently <laughs> they're just handing out jobs like candy. All right, uh, Quentin Nelson, you are now a fullback. Why? You'll see. <laughs> yeah, don't see. worry about it. Don't ask stupid questions. <laughs> it's like, don't. <laughs> it's like, please, don't. Don't backtalk me, son. Man just proceeds to rip me in two. <laughs> it's like, yep, that was earned. Uh, speaking of ripping someone in two, uh, Cincy and Carolina? Good jo- Lord, Joe, Joe Mixon, Mixon, have a day. Five touchdowns. All the, he Five. All the touchdowns. <laughs> Except for, oh yeah, because Joe Burrow did run in for one. Yeah. Joe Burrow was like, hey, that looks like fun. Let me try. Wee. 
<laughs> no, yeah. So Joe Mixon got the first one. Joe Joe Burrow got the second one, and then uh, it it was a Joe day. It was all Joes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, Logan. How many fantasy points did Mixon get? Uh, I think it was only like fifty three point one. I mean, it was okay. My league gave him fifty four. Dang it. God, congratulations, sir. But thank you. It he paid did well. off having him for the first nine, eight weeks. Uh, he did okay through the first eight weeks. He dropped a couple of stinkers, but overall he's been fine. And then this week came around. Then he just blessed you. Yeah. Pain for my pain for my friend in the other league. He had Joe Mixon and still lost by a sizable amount. Dang. Yikes. He, well, and that's on the backs of Devontae Adams. Okay. Uh, Nick Folk, oddly enough. Fuck Nick Folk. And uh, Dallas Goddard. Oh, Goddard interesting. had like yeah. 20, didn't he? Yeah, he had yeah. 24. He had a and pretty yeah, damn good game against the Texans. Which I was going to say, Eagles, he kind of needed it against the Texans. Yeah, the Eagles did not have a good start to that game. No. But uh, now they're over that hump. First, I believe this is the first 8-0 start in their history. It is. That's what I'm seeing. And uh, now the question remains, who the hell beats them now? Oh, I on a, I I think it has to be a divisional game where it's just sort of like what happened to Buffalo this week. Monday Night Football. Let's go. All right. No, I, I don't no, know. No, I don't know no, if no, it's no, the no. commies. Nope, nope, no. nope, nope, nope. I'm looking I'm looking at week 11. I'm looking at it. Indianapolis. There you go. It's the Colts and yep, it there coming you go, to Indy. Indy. It's too it's too much. Mm. Um Yeah, I don't know about that. No, I don't know either. Packers. No, I Packers, that's a win. Titans? Titans, maybe? Uh, I mean, the Titans, Titans might be able to do what Houston tried to do. Ball control, run the ball, stop Philly from running the ball. Well, I'll say this. Like, the the Eagles have three tough running teams. Like, they've got the Titans, the Giants, and the Bears in three consecutive weeks. That's yeah, a lot Giants of run defense. Game. Gonna, like, that Giants yeah, I was like, looks good. It, it might have to be the Giants game. I'm going to be honest. Like, the Giants might be the ones to take them down. I I kind of would love to see that game flexed for Sunday night. Because that Sunday night game is Chiefs-Broncos. And I really, oh, really God, don't no. want to see the Broncos play on actually, Sunday night. Actually, I think I think that might already be in the cards then. Because, well, okay. Can we flex out? Uh, Wait, hold on. That's week 14? Uh, Yes, sir. Hmm. Yeah, okay, that's enough time in between the next Eagles primetime game. So Hey, J- Jets Bills is right there too again. That could oh, That's a way better revenge game. game Cuz the Jets yeah. managed to pull it off this week. Holy. Yeah. That was a uh, That was good on like Sala. Way to go. Yeah. What a great win. Of course, now you get the win. You have the chance to take down Bill Belichick like at home for the first time in years. Like what is yep. it? Like, it was a 12-game losing streak, and you had the perfect opportunity. You dropped that ball. But, oh, yeah, let's host the Bills and uh, uh, hold them to 17 points to get that win. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, easy. Easy peasy. Like, we can take on anyone, except for the Patriots, apparently. Apparently, yeah. Then we're just a sieve. <laughs> yeah. That's an auto win for the Patriots. Might as well be another bye. Uh, well, they'll have a chance. I mean, they have the bye this week, but next game, at, <laughs> their next game is in Foxborough. Good Lord. Oh. Revenge games. Revenge games all around. Speaking of revenge, uh, mm-hmm. Tom Brady might still be okay. Hey, that was ugly. <laughs> Ooh, hey, I'll take it. I'll take the ugliest win over the sweetest defeat. Oh, oh hell. I mean, listen, I the Chargers got that victory. I'll, I know a thing or two about ugly wins, sir. I'm what? like, yep, 
Oh, yeah. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. The Chargers, Chargers won this game. I'm like, yep, they the Chargers didn't yep. play in this game. No, nope, Chargers <laughs> sure won that game. They are the they cemented themselves as the better LA team this year. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> barely. That is, did uh, I just hear a rim shot right there? Yes. Steven goes barely, and I thought in the background I heard something go dun dun. You might have <laughs> heard, you might have heard me accidentally kick the bar underneath this desk, but uh, oh, oh god, no, yeah, that's that, what it was. No, that's no I've, got, was. I've got a drum set set up in here. What are you talking about? Oh, nice. <laughs> Hey, uh, I might see that for Extra Life. Yeah, you might. Hey, um, uh, I did for the kids, folks. Go Bucks! Woo! I did see some of my friends talking about them saying that maybe Byron Leftwich is the problem with that offense. Because when it was 40 seconds left and the Bucks needed a touchdown from like 60 yards out, Tom Brady drove directly down the field and scored. Mm-hmm. Like, no hesitation in total command of the offense. But the rest of the game, when it was Leftwich calling the plays and not Tom Brady doing it by himself, the offense kind of stagnated. And as much as I don't want to heap more praise onto Tom Brady, I think they might be right. I mean, I, I was like, you think, it's like, all right, Tom, you got 50 seconds, so here's the perfect, and he just like glared at Leftwich. Just like, he turns his headset off, and he's like, all right, fuckers, it's me. Ignore Byron, it's all me. Don't look to the sideline for advice, look at me. And then he, he did it in his defense. Yep. So, Shout out to freaking K. Dotton. Holy dude, crap. K. Dot doing some work. He is easily, he he's making me look good. Cause in my dynasty league draft, fourteen players, three round rookie draft. I had the two last picks, and I was considering trading them to my friend, who had the third to last pick, if he was going to use it on one of the players that I wanted. So he messaged me, he's like, hey, do you want to trade the picks? And I'm like, it depends who you're taking, because if you're taking one of my guys, I don't want it. I ended up not trading him. Ended up picking up K-Dot with the very last pick in the draft. I guess second to last pick in the draft. And uh, he's really coming on. I am surprised at how much the Bucks are using a rookie tight end. But in the clutch, Tom Brady looked to his tight end again for like a, a almost 30-yard pickup. And then the touchdown. Yeah. So he's doing yeah, what a what a way to step up. Little, little baby Gronk. Shut up. I don't know you, if I'd go that far. I was say like no, I don't know I, either, I, yeah. he's got a he's got a lot of he's gonna have to prove that over time, but you know. Yeah. Ty, that's kinda disrespectful to Kate Otten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, so sorry, Kate. I don't know if you can cap his potential like Rob Gronkowski. Take this as a formal apology, Kate. I'm so sorry. I can't believe I disrespected you in that way. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> For comparing you to one of the greatest tight ends I've seen in my lifetime. <laughs> yeah. I mean, probably Ble- the we've best? Been blessed with, we've been blessed with tight end. I mean, I always have a soft spot for Antonio Gates, but again, that's that's Chargers bias showing. But yeah, yeah that's fair. Uh, in, ter- in terms of pure athleticism, it's Gronk. Yeah. Probably yeah, Gronk. I know. I think my top three favorite tight ends are Dallas Clark, Antonio Gates, and Heath Miller. Um, Heath going Miller. Heath that's Miller. A, that's, that's a pick. Yeah. God. Watching, I mean, in the, I got Browns games, but I lot of, got a lot of Pittsburgh games too growing up. I so just like the way he played, man. I know, but I just like the way he played. Um, yeah, I think Travis Kelsey gets up there too with Gronk. Kelsey's probably the best receiving tight end currently but mm-hmm. 
I do think guys like Antonio Gates and Tony Gonzalez kind of paved the way for him. Yeah. Whereas I, it seems like through Gonk, through Gronk's career, he's been good at receiving, but also really good in pass protection. And just oh, yeah, sort right. of blocking might, in general, I guess. He might be the most like complete like tight end that we've had I in think our so. era. Like, I it, think like, so. The true, like, uh, the fact that you can, like, pass block, run block, and catch the ball, you know, and get good receiving yeah. yards. Like, he might be the most, like, Antonio most Gates, dynamic. I mean, he, he paved the way for, like, why don't we have basketball players yeah. play football? Like, he's the <laughs> like, he's the progenitor of that. Like, by pure athleticism, Antonio Gates, like, paved his way, carved his way into tight end, like, legacy, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then, I mean, let's say... It might not be fair because Gronk was just built perfectly to he, be a tight end in the NFL. One hundred percent. Like, it's just sad that he. I mean, his career couldn't be longer. But holy crap! Because what was he like? Six seven. I think. You know? I think he was six foot seven and like two hundred and sixty pounds, something like yeah, that. It, so his Wikipedia, you know, le- legitimate uh, research site, has him listed at six six and two sixty five. Jesus. Good lord. Oh, that's a bulldozer going. Uh, the peak male physique right there. Yeah. That's that's what I'm shooting for. Hey, me too. I just need to grow now that about another foot. And we'll be good. I need about another one of me to match Gronk. <laughs> In height or weight? I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> certainly weight. <laughs> certainly weight. How much taller would I need to be? Although I don't know Boy, if six, just six. being taller would help because my limbs would also need to extend. Because it wouldn't help if I just had, like, another foot of torso. Hey, what's wrong with another foot of torso? Well, it's like my arms would be teeny. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Speaking of... Baby arms. You baby, mean baby hands uh, picket? <laughs> I can't remember what games we've talked about. And, uh... Picket was on a bye, at least. Oh, yeah. And, no, we talked, uh, I, I briefly mentioned the Minnesota-Washington game. The only thing that I... Yeah, Minnesota came from behind. Yeah, uh, well, the only thing that uh, I made note of in that game was the freaking ref just absolutely taking out a Minnesota receiver. Oh, yes! Okay, I wanted to bring that up. Because me and uh, quote-unquote Graham were talking about this yesterday, at uh, two days ago, when that play happened. I don't think that's the ref's fault. Graham, quote-unquote, was like, oh man, the ref needs to not be in the way of that play. The ref really mucked it up for everybody. No, I disagree. Because the same thing happened in a later game. The only difference is that there wasn't a cornerback sprinting in from the opposite side of the field in the ref's blind spot. That's just where that ref is on that play. He's like deep, deep, deep in the middle of the field. And when you run a post to him, he can't get out of the way fast enough. The ref's eyes are on the play the whole time, which means they can't just turn around and sprint away from the play. They have to, like, backpedal while also watching for penalties. And while he backpedaled, the corner from the opposite side of the field came from his blind spot and ran into him. There's nothing that ref could have done. Because he has freaking... Who uh, who ran right at him? Terry McLaurin? Uh, no, Curtis Samuel yeah, was Curtis the receiver the running toward Curtis Samuel's pretty quick. He's not like this big loping guy where the ref had an eternity to backpedal out of the way. The ref was working, backpedaling. He's a referee. He's not a professional athlete. He can't backpedal out of the way fast enough to get out of that play. They needed to not run a post straight to him. Not the ref's fault. Well, no, or that's it. that was all according to their plan, is that uh, if they maybe. throw out the direction of the ref, the ref cannot possibly get out of the way fast enough to, A, not be in the way of the cornerback, and, B, 
I do not know how Kurt, like I could have sworn Curtis Samuel at least got tapped while he was down. I, I agree. That's well, amazing. He that, did like, he, get tapped, but before he touched the ball. No, I thought it was after. Then again, no. he might have like been up on two feet when he got tapped. So I'm like, okay, that's probably like. Yeah, he, I think he got touched before the ball. Before he secured the ball, he got touched. After mm-hmm. he secured it, while he had an extremity on the ground, no touch. Then once he got his extremities off the ground, he got touched again. But it, it was so funny because it's like, it was such a speedy play where it's like, okay, he's rolling on the ground. He's like, got it. And then like, he basically, he didn't stand up and like take a step. As he was standing up, he just like pushed off backwards. Like, yeah. so it's one of those, like, wait, hold on. You're not fully up. It's like, I guess you're fully up. I don't know. It, it was a weird play all around. <laughs> like He basically did like a back somersault. And all he had, to, if he would have just like stood up and yeah. just took like a step back, he would have been in the end zone anyway. So Wait, fr- correct. Freaking a ref and three defenders there, and no one touched him. That's astounding yeah. to me. I think if the ref doesn't throw that pick to to block out the cornerback, I think he probably would have gotten touched. If I'm being honest, like I do think the ref interfered with that play. But sometimes the refs just get in the way. Like, I've seen them b- when they used to have a ref in, like, the middle of the field. People would, like, throw crossing routes and hit the ref in the head. Like, sometimes it just happens. Sometimes they're just in the wrong place at the wrong time doing it's, their job. It's just what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, sometimes it just happens. Sometimes it just do be like that. In a perfect world, the ref wouldn't have been there. But football's imperfect. That's why we play the games. Speaking of imperfect games, how about some Week 10 games, boys? Starting off with probably one of the most imperfect games that you can imagine, Atlanta visiting Carolina (laughs) for Thursday night football. Yeah! Another NFC South team in Thursday night football. I think we've completed the gauntlet. (laughs) God, I think Al Michaels just looks at his Thursday night schedule every week and goes, God Damn it! Again? I used to be be on Sunday Night Football. I was beloved. That's that's his personality. I used to be on Sunday Night Football. I bet if he's like, I bet he sits there and he's like, I could be calling Chargers Niners this week, but no, I have to call Falcons Panthers. Consequences of my own actions. Like, well, well, well. (laughs) It's like, well, and and who's a better host in the booth, Kirk Herbstreit or Chris Collinsworth? It's like. Huh. Um, Chris at least I'm, seems like more fun. I mean, who? they do. Chris? Like, I, I think Chris. I agree. I, I'll be honest, though. They've had some funny banter on Thursday night games. Especially, like, what was it, the Colts and Denver one where Al Michael was like, you know, sometimes bad games can be good. Have you ever had that? And Kirk's like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, oh, Al, I know you're trying here, but sometimes a lost cause is a lost cause. <laughs> it's a lost cause, bud. I, I mean, I'll at least give Falcons Panthers this. The last time they played. It was pretty damn entertaining. It was pretty end. darn entertaining. So that yeah. means this game is about to be a shit fest. Oh, yeah. Well, of course it is. It's Thursday Night Football. <laughs> what did we I expect? D- I do have a question about this game, though. Um, yeah. Baker Baker Mayfield got reps in that Bengals game. Do they stick with P.J. Washington, or do they throw Baker in just to well, I don't know about P.J. Washington, giggles. but... Uh, yeah, I think P.J. Washington's time is probably at an end. PJ Walker. Had, oh, it's PJ up, Walker. Why do I yeah, keep calling I him PJ Washington? Rest in peace, PJ Washington. Because... <laughs> I don't well, know. See you next I'm... week. Every week. I don't know because it's like I was trying to at least give you credit for like the I... XFL stuff. I'm like, no, he played for no. Houston, so like that's not I mean, a. I, I watched a little bit of X- XFL. 
Oh, and if, oh I did And too. if XFL took place in 2020, I was still in Ohio at the time, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Well, don't worry. You'll have your chance next year. Good thing. He should just be happy you're not calling him PJ Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a big insult. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Almost as bad as... What would be worse? Like, PJ... Illinois? Illinois has got to uh, be better than Ohio, right? Hmm. Just by virtue of the fact that it is in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, I like to make it a point too that Ohio is home to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which is kind of cool. Oh yeah, just for like sports people. Um, I love driving by it on the interstate. It's very nice. But that is a fascinating question. What what state would be the worst one to like to hmm. be? PJ Vermont. No, that's a, that's okay. That's okay. That's good. I think those north those northeast states get a pass for me. I think PJ Texas. Maybe PJ Alaska. Ooh, okay. I would hate to live in Alaska. Mm. Oh, are you uh, saying that like he, whatever his last name is, he has to live there cuz No. It's if you if someone was like, "Hey, you remind me of this state. Which state would be the most offensive?" Uh, Wyoming. South Dakota. Oh yeah, no, North Dakota. At least South Dakota has Mount Rushmore. Uh, point taken. North Dakota. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you might be right. Is that where Trey Lance went to school? North Dakota State? Yes. I think so. That's what I thought. Uh, also, Carson Wentz. Yeah, Wentz. I knew there was another, oh, f- another one of them bison. Okay, mm-hmm. it is It is North Dakota then. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, these two quarterbacks? Fuck this state. North Dakota, baby. Um, yeah, I don't know how North Dakota State became like a quarterback farm apparently in recent memory, but I don't, I don't know if that experiment's done. Yeah, it might be. Uh, take a chance on this third one. Third time's charm. Hmm. Who's the third one? Actually, I don't. Nah, know who we're good. Quarterback is. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> take a chance on this third one. Who's he? Uh, I don't know. Some guy. So, so is, is it gonna guy. be PJ Walker or are they gonna it uh, say, I, hey, I, babe, I go? Not, I have not seen any announcements to uh, confirm or deny that, so we'll just have to see. It is still early in the week, you know. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you if you were Steve Wilkes, who who are you starting? I'm thinking I might go with Walker just because he's he comes with fewer strings attached, in my opinion. Like, in my mind, if you start Baker, you're sort of sending the message to Baker that, like, oh, yeah, we still have faith in you, which I personally do not have faith in Baker Mayfield anymore. I would rather start Walker because I think he has the most uncertain potential. Sam Darnold sucks. We're not even venturing into Sam Darnold territory. No, and I think think he's cleared to come off of IR this weekend. It's like, but you're not even in the discussion, so. Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, I think if it was me, I would roll with Walker. If he turns out to be better than expected, that's great. If it turns out that he's just as bad as we're afraid he is, that's not the worst thing in the world because it still keeps Carolina's draft pick good. So, I don't know. I don't think there really are any wrong answers. But what I would not want is put Baker in. Baker plays well for a few games. You give him the contract that he's probably going to want. And then he goes back to being early season Baker. That to me would be the worst case scenario. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I feel like they shouldn't give him the money anyway. I agree, but it would be tough to ignore if he comes in, puts up a couple of really good games. What are you gonna do? Cut him? I mean, I mean I, personally, I probably would. But if yeah, he just 
thank you for your service. If he turns out to look good, it's going to be tough for the Panthers' front office to not keep the one quarterback who makes the team look good this year. I think Baker's a trap. For me personally. It's very fair. Almost like how, in my opinion, I don't think Geno Smith should be earning any more money because the Bucks are going to curb stomp him in Germany. <laughs> ah, you like to sink uh, that, yeah. but uh... hey, you two go banter. Oh yeah, Tom Brady yeah. is going to destroy Gino Smith. Yeah. Oh, but that Ken- <laughs> but that Kenneth Walker though, the third or the, the drive. Third. <laughs> Mike Evans. That's how the Germans say it. <laughs> I was like, hey, I don't know how you say the third in German, but that. <laughs> Uh, Twy, I think. Well, no, no, dry is three, but I don't know if, like, I don't like third, you know? But it's our first game in Germany, yeah? (laughs) The third (laughs) translates to der driddle. No, no. The driddle. No, sorry, there's no L. Dreide? Der Dreite. Ah. Nah, this this should be fun. I really hope it's fun. I mean, heck, I'm sure that, uh, freaking, uh, I, I am sure that uh, Brady, it's like, you know what, like, I'm in the, like, like you know what, cool, I'm one of the first quarterbacks to play in Germany. Whatever. I'm gonna have fun. Yeah. It just thinks that the other one has to be Juno Smith. <laughs> You'll be watching with vested interest, like, just beat these guys. I will. Holy crap. I, it, it's, I'm gonna be coming straight off of a 24-hour extra live stream, and I am just going to <sighs> be rooting against Juno Smith the entire time. Yeah. <sighs> You're going to be so unhinged. Oh, it's going to be I, fantastic. The entire Callan Rollin Kenway Kenway house is going to hear my wrath about this game. I think I'm so yeah, happy you guys does, get to watch it, it together. Start, <laughs> doesn't it start like doesn't it start like in the It like, starts the at 9:30 Eastern and yes. the extra life stream ends at 10 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I'm, we're going to be coming straight off of I'm probably going to get hit with a super soaker with big red in it. Spoiler Ooh. alert, that's one of our uh, stretch goals. Ah. Uh, I'm probably going to have egg on me from someone hitting me with eggs. Hot. And uh, I don't give a shit. I'm watching the Bucks game. Hell yeah. Although, I'll be honest, I'll probably shower off first just so I don't get the house all dirty. That, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Nah, fuck it. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it, though. I hope it's a good game. The London games this year have been good, and I hope that extends to the other parts of Europe. Well, I'll say I we're, agree. we're coming up on the last two weeks here, so this one happens, and then next week, Monday Night Football is going to be in Mexico for the first time in several years. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, But we are coming up on the end of the international series, so I hope this one is a resounding success and that we see more teams going to Germany in the future. Yeah, me too, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Jacksonville leaving, or the Jaguars leaving Jacksonville and <laughs> playing in London. That would be such a bad idea. It would be. It'd be terrible. Oh gosh, what if they set up like a team to do like a European tour, so where it's like you play like your week in London, and then the next week's the Germany game, and so you just go back, like <laughs> you just you just stay in Europe. I was gonna say I would stay in Europe for that week. There's no way I would go back to the states for two days just to fly all the way back out. Hell no. I'm kind of surprised at how many games there are with close lines this week. This is a very close line week. Yeah, I mean like, frick and yeah, New Orleans Pittsburgh <laughs> being. Two and a half? Yeah. Like that. Is it, mm, is it really two and a half? Wow. Yeah, it New is Orleans two and a half. gives up two and a half. Pittsburgh, coming off a bye, is a home underdog. 
<laughs> there are only, I was saying, I noticed that there are only three home underdogs this week, one of them being Carolina, then Pittsburgh, and then the Packers are down, or Dallas giving up five. Five. In Green Bay. <laughs> Fox's Game of the Week. In Simply Green fascinating. Bay. God, that's awesome. This, man, it, I don't know, this is rough for Rodgers. Like, yep. it, it's all crashing down. How the mighty have fallen. Good. Although, one has to consider the fact that maybe Green Bay wouldn't be so bad if they had another good receiver. Possibly. Uh, clearly, I mean, they're... Like, I mean, granted, Devontae Adams, I get it. He was expensive, and you thought you could do without him. But you couldn't pick up any first-round wide receiver in Rodgers' career? No. No. Like, was it? No, save it for the second round. That's Christian Watson. That's... Uh, come on. That's not the same thing. Granted, I know it's Devontae not. was a second-round pick. He worked out pretty okay, I'd say. But you didn't even try... <laughs> You just let Devontae go, and you're like, eh, I'm sure we can whip the rest of these guys into shape. They definitely thought that Rodgers could make the team better like Brady does. And no, (laughs) he's just not that guy. Here would have been my argument against that going into this season, though. If you're specifically comparing him to Brady, which I think is fair, I think they are two of the best quarterbacks to have done it in their generation, if not just the best outright. Sure. I think Brady has made his career, his entire career. You give him a ham sandwich and a bag of Cheetos, he'll find a way to win with a ham sandwich and a bag of Cheetos, or else he will die trying. He rallies on the sidelines and whips guys into playing shape every single week. And I admire that about him. Rodgers kind of has needed that Devontae Adams and leaned on him heavily throughout his career. Mm-hmm. To where now that there's no Devontae, Rodgers just sort of, like, has given up. And now teams know they can't throw, so they protect against the run, and now they can't run either. Like, I remember last week, uh, what was the week that the Bucks didn't have Mike Evans because he was suspended, and they didn't have Chris Godwin because he was still hurt? I think it was week uh, three. Possibly, yeah. When they played, looking back through the schedule, the Bucks played Green Bay that week. Well, granted, it's Green Bay. And the Bucks damn near won that game. Without Mike Evans, without Chris Godwin. The Packers were at full strength and barely beat the Bucks. I think they won by two because of that failed two-point attempt. And the Bucks almost came back to win that game close. So, Green Bay, they're doing something really wrong there. And uh, I think it might be LaFleur's fault. Going into this season, I'd have said, oh yeah, Matt LaFleur's probably in the top ten coaches in the league. Now... Like, maybe bottom 10? If losing one guy puts the offense from being really good to now, it's terrible. Yeah, no. I mean, because they, not... they didn't really they didn't lose anyone else on the offensive side, did they? They might have lost an offensive lineman. Yeah, it's like Bakhtiari's been hurt for a good long second this year, True. but, like, that's not... I, he was back this week, and you went up yeah. against the worst defense statistically... Yeah. Like, that's not a dig on the Lions. Statistically, the worst Stats. defense in the NFL. And you got you nine could only score nine points. Nine. Detroit One is giving tutty. up, like, 32 points per game, right? So, something like that. Nine. And, <laughs> and they put, put up a, nine. Now, nine points. Granted, Green Bay did manage to drive down into the red zone a whole bunch, and Rodgers threw those picks in the end zone. Do I have faith in him to clean those up? Yes, I do. 
But even, even screw it. You give Rodgers both of those touchdowns. They put up 23 against Detroit. That's not good either. No. Best case scenario, you take out most of Rodgers' mistakes and they only put up 23 points against the leakiest defense in the league. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah, it's not great. Also, sorry, it, it's just kind of funny because I, I was just looking ahead because your comment about, like, you give Tom Brady a ham sandwich and he'll get it done. I'm sitting there I'm like, have his receivers really been that bad every time, like, he's won a Super Bowl? Not <laughs> every like, time. No, no, no. Well, no, no, I, I would say because, like, I was like, hold on. He did get those years with Randy Moss, which yep. are some well, of his that best That one good year but, with Moss. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, and one also just he did not win. <laughs> like, the, True. He didn't yeah. win the one with Moss. Won, baby. You love to see it. Yeah. Like, uh, that was the Giants one. The first Giants one. The first one. Giants one, yeah. The best Giants one, in my opinion. Um, Yeah, I was like, because like, back in the day, like Brady's best receiver would arguably be Deion Branch when, in like yeah. his first three Super Bowl wins, and then... After that, it was uh, Amendola, or it was Edelman. Yeah, I think Amendola and was part of them too. Edelman, Edelman's good. Yeah, but he's yeah. not but like not, but the not guy. Devontae Adams good. He's not like, him. He's, no, the, the the one that stuck in my head, or because I was thinking about this earlier, actually. Um, you brought up Danny Amendola. He he was with the Patriots, you know, won all the time, and Brady made him look so good. He went to Detroit on a nice contract and did jack nothing. shit, nothing. Yeah. So that just kind of, that helps the argument of yeah. you can give you Brady a ham sandwich and Cheetos and he makes it work. Right. I think so. It also, help, it also helps too that like, I mean, not to bring contracts into this, but like for the longest time, Brady took contract like cuts. He's like, no, pay my yeah. guys. We got to get some people. Ah, you know? to see that's, it. that's the difference. That's yeah. the difference between those two. Brady wants to win and he knows that it has to be a team effort. Rogers just thinks that he's great. And he thinks the rest of his team is shit, and he's so selfish about it. Like yeah. not not to inflate Logan's e- ego anymore, but oh, yeah. his win with the Bucks yeah. is the best receiving yeah, core that Brady has ever played with. You I know? think so. Honestly. I agree. Consistently for more than one year, I think the Randy Moss years. Moss is probably better. Granted, I don't know who they had around Randy. They had Gronk with Randy. No, they didn't. No. No. Shoot, then I, I don't know. This I'm might be the this. best receivers they've ever had. I was like receiving core, like maybe not the best overall receiver, but group of receivers. Yeah. Yes. It's it. I'm granted. I'm very biased, but I also happen to agree with you. Let's see. Their their wide receivers were Wes Welker, Dante Stallworth, Randy Moss, um, and some guy named Jabbar Gaffney. Never yeah, heard of oh, him. Oh, Jabbar Gaffney. How can we ever oh, forget Gaffney. Jabbar Gaffney? I was. I mean, like, I'm not gonna knock Wes Welker. Like too hard. Yeah, but, I think Welker yeah. and Moss is probably maybe a little bit better than Mike Evans plus Chris Godwin. Well, and he was only he was the only one, or and he was only there for one of those Super Bowls. The other one yeah. it was Wes Welker stayed, but like his re- leading receiver was Aaron Hernandez, which ooh, uh, ooh. like and that's like, yeah. No, in terms and just count like knock that off in terms of receivers. The only ones that caught, remember, Wes, Dion Branch, and, oh, no, Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis isn't even a receiver. Isn't he, like, a tight end? No, he's two or running backs. Ben oh, that's Jarvis right. Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. And Chad Ochocinco caught a pass in that in their other Giants loss. So, you know. <laughs> I forgot oh, wow. he was a Patriot. <laughs> yup. <laughs> I forgot about that. So, no, this is a, it's a rough spot. I mean, thank, 
And I was I was about to lead into the Patriots. I'm like, no, nope, they're on by this week. Woo! Need to need to rest up their foots after kicking so much ass against yeah. the Colts. Yeah. Speaking of, like also, man, that Indian Vegas is gonna be a freaking stinker. Show. It's gonna be bad. Okay. So hear me out. I've dumped yes. a little bit on Jeff Saturday so far. Uh-huh. Is he better than Josh McDaniel? We don't know. Jo- That's the he thing. Might I be. don't. We don't know because he's never coached a professional game in his life. I'm so excited to figure out that answer. He, okay. His high school career was 20 and 16. Like, this is uncharted territory where we love to see it. I think, oh, man, between those two, you've never seen Jeff Saturday coach. Do you think he's yes, a better I... coach right now than McDaniels? That's so fucking funny to think about because I'm just sat here like, hmm, Here's the thing, like, Maybe. I, don't know if Je- I don't know if Jeff Saturday's bad. I know Josh McDaniels is That's bad. That's what I'm saying. It, most of these coaches, I would say, nah, they're better than Jeff Saturday. McDaniels, specifically? Maybe? It's like, to me, it's like him and Hackett are the two guys that I could say, Jeff Saturday might be better than these oh two guys. God, that's e- so funny. Yeah, no, I was, I was, heck, I'll take Steve Wilkes over Jeff Saturday right now. At least he's, like, coached some winning teams, you know? Yeah. I would probably take Steve Wilkes over Josh McDaniel at this point. That's what I'm saying. Oh, do the Panthers and Raiders play each other this year? That might be the stinker. Oh, I man. don't think they do. Wait. yes. Th- Are you telling me this <laughs> isn't a stinker? You're telling me it gets worse? This might I get worse. So. Yeah. Look oh out, Oh, my Ty. God. Cover your oh eyes. I'm going uh, no, to cover I'm watching, my eyes and ears. I want to I wanna see this glorious bonfire that is the Raiders right now. Steven's like, you're telling me there's a chance the Raiders lose? I'm watching. <laughs> there's always a chance. Just, I mean, like, and it's funny I'm not saying uh, it's like, freaking Jacksonville going to KC. Just thinking about last year, how Jacksonville took the clearly infinitely better, like on or took out the bills. I think yeah. though, this is going to be difficult because at least that one was in Jacksonville. <laughs> like going to KC, yeah. that's going to hurt. It's going to be tough, especially with Kansas city coming off of the near loss from this week. What I'm also I'm like, Hey, the, like, Titans kept it close. They kept it very really close. close. With Malik like, Willis under oh, center? Yeah, Malik Willis. Did he only complete, like, five passes? Five of 15. Uh, was... Oh, my gosh. Was the stat that I saw. threw it 68 times. Yeah, and Ugh. then got sacked another four. Also, like, no, no Titans receiver caught a pass in that game. No! <laughs> Incredible. Man, I am feeling like a real big idiot in my Dynasty League. I traded away Alan Lazard for the combination of DJ Chark and uh, Robert Woods. Because I'm. Oh. And uh, Lazard is, I don't know, like receiver 20 or something. Woods, I, mean, like, I think, maybe has a catch. Didn't they just draft a rookie this year? Uh, Traylon Burks, is he hurt? He's got to be hurt, right? I think so. Uh, he might be on IR. Okay. But I was saying, I'm like, what in the world are you doing? Like, he in that last game, he threw to, like, just in strictly receivers, he threw to Robert Woods twice, Chris Conley once, uh, freaking Cody Hollister once, who, and then Nick Westbrook-Akine once. <laughs> like, so grand total, five passes went to receivers. And I think even, like, Vrabel freaking, or was quoted this week because uh, in a post-game interview, someone asked, like, so Derrick Henry had to run the ball quite a lot. Do you think this is a sustainable model? And Vrabel just kind of looked at him and said, 
Who are we going to throw it to? Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> they they literally <laughs> traded A.J. Brown. And I love what A.J. Brown tweeted. He, see, he tweeted in all caps, ain't nobody open. <laughs> God. And to think that Titans team with not a single goddamn good receiver on it is leading the fucking division. Incredible. Not for long. God. I mean, I'll... I mean, it, listen, I know my team. You put the Titans up against the Chargers in the playoffs right now, I'm like, oh, God, they're going to win, aren't they? Because Derrick Henry is a monster. Yeah. But, like, every other team, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I, this might be a – like, how was this team the one seed last year? This uh, team was the number look. one seed in the AFC. Like, how? Wait, do they still have Jackrabbit Jenkins? Is he still on their defense? I thought uh, so. I think so. Is he still there? Check, checking rosters right now. Then I then I have no idea what happened. He is not listed. He's not wrong. Damn. So that, that must be the real reason. Damn. Anyway, uh, circling back earlier to what we were talking about, man, I talked myself into thinking the Jaguars are the most complete team in that fucking division. No. <laughs> they. I'm honestly, they might be. They're running you, the ball well now. They're throwing. You convinced the ball me well. to it. Man. Yeah, I know. It it just sucks because I've always been on the James Robinson bandwagon. I'm like, come on, you really just needs a shot. And now Etienne's like, nah. No, he's looking like a real... ETN's like, nah, I got this. I just had a little hiccup my rookie Meanwhile, year. I don't think the Chiefs know what... Man, is CEH done with the Chiefs? Like, It's tough to tell. Andy Reid with his running backs is just such a wild card where you never know who's getting the touches or who's the... Rec- they're all the receiving back, and they're all the primary running back. Like, mm-hmm. it, somehow. But, it, I mean, it was a... I mean, Shout out to Tennessee's run defense. They were, I mean, except for Patrick Mahomes, but like those are outside oh, yeah. runs. Freaking, I the running backs combined for fourteen yards, fourteen, <laughs> yeah, on twelve carries between awesome. all three of them. That that is bad. You the Chiefs on it. Like if they want to stay competitive in the AFC, I honestly think they're gonna need to look for like a bruiser running back going forward. You know, yeah. You need you need a guy like heck. Let's just shout out freaking yeah Houston lost, but Damian Pierce, God, like, very very good running back so far. And go like honestly, Houston Giants gonna be a great running game. I do not know how that passing game is so. gonna go, but that that is gonna be a good like four hundred rushing yards, over under two hundred fifty combined passing yards this game. Uh, I under. mean, pro- it'll probably hit the over, but I don't think by much. I I will probably have that game on my uh oh shoot i might be sleeping through that game because i'm gonna be a sleepy bully i was but gonna say if, like you like you're not staying up for 48 hours so let's be honest like you're gonna I, stay up for all that i'm probably gonna be nodding off um during the giants and houston game if i ever come to consciousness and i see a quarterback throwing a ball in that game i'll be disappointed <laughs> i want every single waking moment of consciousness of that game to be someone running the ball like they're pissed yeah Agreed. If I'm Damian Pierce, I'm I'm running like I'm pissed every single time I get the goddamn ball. Every play. It's like he has fresh legs and he's mad at the defense. I'd be fucking mad at them too. <laughs> Dude, oh, yeah. I, I'm looking at Tennessee-Denver. You know, like, I think Derrick Henry's pissed that they didn't win that. And of course, overtime rules, Chiefs got the ball first. I'm like, this game's over. It's over. Yeah. Bye. I, here's, I was talking to my friends watching the uh, Baltimore game from last night. And I think that Baltimore is what Tennessee wants to be. 
I do not think you Tennessee... don't have enough running backs. But, you don't. Eh, even aside from the quantity, because Derrick Henry, I think, is better than all of Baltimore's running backs combined. I think Derrick Henry is better than... Certainly all the healthy ones, and even the yeah. unhealthy yeah. ones. Uh, but I think Tennessee's problem is that in the playoffs, you will be put into situations where you only have four minutes to score a touchdown, and three points won't cut it. I don't think Tennessee can do it. I have no faith in Tennessee to go the length of the field in four minutes and score a touchdown. None. They have everything else. They have the defense to stop the opponents from scoring all the time. They Their running game is really good. Their ball control is awesome. But you need that element of explosivity. And I think Baltimore has that from last night. Watching Lamar Jackson a couple of times. He just drove right down the field. He played awesome. And I don't think Tennessee has that. Which is another reason I don't think they're winning their division. That's like not not unless Derrick Henry like busts off a fifty yard run. Yeah, if you looked at Tennessee's three big plays from that game, it was a Derrick Henry fifty six yard run. It was a uh, Malik Willis. I think he ran it for like forty on one play that got him oh, in yeah. scoring position. Mm-hmm. And it was a check down pass to Chigo Conquo that he broke for a fifty yard gain. Those were their three explosive plays, and every other drive was either slow, 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 methodical, or it was three and out punt. Yeah. Honestly, you have two bulldozers and a mobile quarterback. Yeah, just run the ball. And it, it, it works throughout most of the game, but when their back is to the wall, I don't think they can win. No, and and I will say this: Denver's defense is the thing that's keeping them in this game because, like, Denver's defense is oh yeah, fantastic. Well. It's fantastic against the pass. Their defense is, like, kind of average against the run. Overall, fantastic. Overall, it's awesome. But that freaking, that, uh, you think they use this bye week well? You think Russ is, like, is this the first game where we're going to see some more Russell Wilson nonsense? Is it, like, he's back? Or is it just going to be, like, reverting back? I need to see it. Yeah. Okay. Like, no claims, then. I, I, I would not be confident saying yes I'm not either. That's fair. I was speaking of not confident. Ty, how are you feeling about going to Miami? Ooh. Miami by a million. Yeah, no, I can't kind of score a million points. Miami by a million. <laughs> I can't believe it's just four. Yeah, four seems kind it's of disrespectful. Four. In That's, Miami? In Miami, it's four. Is someone hurt? I have to, I have the to know. The makers have a brain injury. Tyreek Tyreek Hill is healthy. That should be like twelve. <laughs> You're like, oh wait, no. It, yeah, I don't understand how that's. All. I mean, it, it could just be early in the week, maybe. I I would be happy. I mean, we're coming off a bye, so. Yeah, I think that's what's doing it. Maybe maybe Stefanski took this week off to be like, you know, we have a really good running back, and then you know what we have behind him another decent running back like hmm. to the point where like i think it was quoted on the sunday night football broadcast where like i think al michaels asked derrick henry's like so how's it feel being the rest the best running back in the game and henry responded nah that's nick chubb like literally yeah. derrick like- the king henry himself has cra- like crowned nick chubb as the best running back in the game right now yeah I mean, like, we really love a selfless person, but, like, he's kind of right. <laughs> he's not super wrong. Granted, I might still give it to Henry, but not by a whole lot. How about, like, a 1A, 1B? I, that, yeah, I could yeah. see that. But, like, Ch- I feel like Chubb is the kind of more consistent running back. 
Um, I'd agree just because just because the Browns' offensive line is better. Yeah. Than Tennessee's. That's fair. I also so. think it's really cool how people see Derrick Henry and they're like, oh, he's big, so he's a power running back. He is not a power running back. When they run Derrick Henry up the middle, he gets like two yards, three yards. No, he Once he gets that outside man, he darts. He, he runs like he's 130 pounds. It's unreal. He flies. That dude is so effing fast once he gets up to speed. He's not quick. It takes him a while to get up to speed, which I think is why he likes those outside runs because he can run for a little bit without yeah, getting tackled. It's like, it's like burst speed versus like acceleration, right? <laughs> it's like once he accelerates up, it's bye. Yeah. I think Chubb is almost as fast, but I think Chubb's a lot quicker. So I think Chubb can make those inside runs work and he can mm-hmm. make the outside runs work, which makes him, I think, more dangerous. Yeah. I Yeah, I think I was gonna say something about being a receiver. Uh like if he was in the slot or whatever, but I mean I feel like they can both catch, but I think it the upper hand would go to Chubb too. Yeah, I think so. Because Derrick Henry's too busy stiff-arming people. It's tough to catch with one hand when the other hand is putting a fool on the ground. Oh, I loved it, too. They, uh, during the pregame, Maria Taylor talked to Derrick Henry, and he ranked stiff arms and like gave him scores. He gave like every single one a 10. He, he should, like, yeah. He was like, ah, oh, what a great stiff arm. Oh. It's like, listen, there's being humble, but then there's also just knowing, like, yes. Yeah, yeah. he's both. <laughs> Speaking of running the ball. Uh-huh. Well, Justin Field—I almost said Justin Jefferson. Well, Justin, Justin Fields Jefferson. run for 178 yards again. Uh, he might, honestly. He might. It, yeah. With Detroit's porous defense, he probably How could. dare you, sir? They—they they held the Packers to nine points. <laughs> yeah, but like a boatload of yards. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, this is a uh, still very porous defense, but you know, going going to Midway. I'm sure it's going to be nice and windy. Uh, yeah. No, Chicago's going to be. Very comfortable running that ball. And I, I think I they should feel. be. Yeah. I'd say, I, I, Eberflus is getting the best out of Justin Fields right now. <laughs> the best out of Justin Fields. Uh, 1,131 passing yards. Yeah. Uh, but uh, well, no. Sorry, sorry. 1,322 passing yards. Wow. Oh, my God. He's, he's been sacked for about 200 yards. <laughs> okay, see. So, <laughs> now, funny. that's not great. But I will say this. Like, I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna sit here and like bash Fields for that when Daniel Jones is doing the same shit, right? Yeah. When your team like, knows that they can run the ball, you run the damn ball. And know? they have. They they have. If you include sack yards as passing yards, they have 1131 passing yards, and about 1750 rushing yards. They've rushed for over 600 yards more than they've passed for. Right. That's that. That's the that biggest is thing. Sticking to the game plan. It's playing yeah. to your strengths. You know it. <laughs> No Which question. is why I... Oh, go ahead. No question. I just agreed with what you just said. Oh, I was like, because... And that's where it gets me frustrated. And, okay, we saw a little bit in the back half from clips I've seen. But, like, Chargers should be throwing the ball if we just had more healthy receivers. You know, because yeah. that is our strength. And this is going to be a little rough, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's just, like, your Achilles heel every year is just injuries. Injury. It's yeah. literally the Achilles heel. <laughs> Fire your training coach. Fire your strengths coach. Get new people in there. Keep these. Fire the team freaking, doctor. Like, I, mean, I don't know how oh he my still God, has literally. a job, but like, fire keep, him. It's like every year you have like a major injury that just derails the year. A major injury? How about several? I mean, it's we lost another person in this game. 
we lost a person on the bye. What? Oh what the fuck? <laughs> it's like we are the least healthy team in the NFL right now. By, by NFL's like injury ranking stuff, like we are the least healthy team in the NFL right yeah. now. It is. This is going to be rough. Like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need Khalil Mack to like steal the ball like three times in this game. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. Herbert's gonna. You're gonna need to put Herbert on defense so he can intimidate some fools and make something happen. Put the fear of God in him. It uh, it would be really astounding. Just once, I want to see a fully healthy, fully competent Chargers team living up to their potential. Because I think they would be a really fun team to watch if only Boy, howdy, they would, would stay too. healthy. <laughs> and again, you say fully competent. I'm sitting there like, I think 14 and two was the best season, or the 15 and one was the best we had, and our special teams doomed us. <laughs> Yeah. In the end, so. But the other thing, our special teams is like, props to Brandon Staley for bringing in, uh, I believe it is Ficken as a special teams coach, because we are killing it on special teams, you know? Yeah. Like, even with all the, with the rotating kicker line, but we are doing very well there. And the defense, like, the healthy ones, like Derwin, doing great. Khalil, having a great season, you know? Yeah. Drew Tranquil, love that dude. Hey. Shout out, Notre Dame. Hey. Uh, but yeah, no, it's like it just it, it's looking like you said, fully healthy. We can't yeah, do it. That's the like key. Keenan Keenan cannot stay healthy this season. You know, Mike Williams gonna be out for another few weeks with a high ankle sprain. Like we are we basically have or in that game we had Josh Palmer, who's the third wide receiver, and then practice squad guys. We didn't even have our four or five healthy. It's like, good lord, guys, what are we doing? Like, is it something in the water? It's got to be something in the water. So, yeah, something. You need Chip Kelly's magic smoothies or something, because that team no, I need would Mi- be... I need Michael's secret stuff, okay? Like, Oh, yeah. No, nah, we got to go full 90s stuff. on this. Oh, I, need, man. I need Michael's secret stuff here. Oh, boy. That team would be I mean, unstoppable. It would. But it was just water. <laughs> yeah, it's just water. The secret stuff was inside you the whole time. Yeah, yeah, sure, but... Uh, okay, but, like, seriously, more. you got another bottle. Yeah, yeah I'd like some, too. Um... Yeah, it's, well, maybe it's something in all the L.A. water because, like, the Chargers can't stay healthy and the Rams just stink this year. Yeah. <laughs> it is. God. Like, except, except for Cooper Cup. Well, even Cup, though, he has regressed from his absolutely bonkers year last year. Oh, yeah. Which I guess should be expected. I mean, it's tough to be that good for that long. Well, I think in part two because Stafford has regressed. Yeah, an excellent point. Yeah, it's it's hard to... Listen, it's hard to keep, like, hard to stay at the top, you know, but this is a, this is a bad Rams team, and honestly, uh, <laughs> they brought the stat up again. Kyler is now 0-2 since the yeah. new Call of Duty game has come out. Yep. So, like, I, I, man, I don't even spoil uh, Graham's upset pick, but <laughs> I think he's being rather bold. I mean, stats don't lie. Man, and you got DeAndre Hopkins back, too. Like, that's, like, this Arizona team should be fine. What is wrong with them? Uh, their head coach, I think, is a big part of it. <laughs> oh, no. We're on the back half of the season now. Oh, Cardinals' yeah. first pick overall. Absolutely. 100%. Let's go. Well, I don't know about first overall. I mean, the Panthers would have to win at least one more game to catch up to them. Yes. And Texans would have to win a couple. Tech, oh, oh boy, that seems like too much to ask, in my opinion. Okay, top five pick by the Cardinals. Top Let's go. five, yeah, that top I can five. get behind. I think Cliff sucks. I think it's a minor <laughs> miracle that he not only got the head coaching job, but that he's managed to keep it for so long. 
keep keep that sound by. Just I think Cliff sucks. <laughs> I mean, he had right. a losing record in college, despite the fact that he had Patrick Mahomes for so long. I know, and that's what and they gave him a stupidly high contract. I was like, oh, Patrick Mahomes is really paying out. And they signed like, him to another one. <laughs> it's like, do you like? I'm sorry, folks. Do you all realize like? how much we don't know about how a quarterback is or a college player is going to transition into the NFL. Cause how many freaking like top picks just don't pan out and how many picks and like most of them, the, the mid tiers light it up when no, it's like, Oh, we'll just take a flyer. Or like, what third round on this kid from Wisconsin, Russell Wilson. And eh, why not? Let's just see how it go. Wow. He did really well. Yeah. Or like, I mean, or I mean, uh, obviously the most infamous one, Oh, pick 199. Uh, I like the name Tom. Who's left on the board it, that says Tom? I mean, I guess so, but you have to take into account that, like, even, we've talked about the disappointing 2018 draft, I think. Which was the Josh Allen one? 2018. Oh, perfect. Hey, go me. Go you. Because that draft had five QBs in the first round. Uh, I want to say it was, it was uh, Baker first. Baker, Baker first. first, Darnold second, Darnold second. Josh Rosen Allen third. third, no, Allen third, Rosen fourth, and Lamar Jackson fifth all the way at 32. Yep. The only two of those guys who turned out to be any kind of good were Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. That's 40%. That's not, That's bad, but it's better than, you got to figure there have been dozens upon dozens of sixth round quarterbacks taken, and Brady might be the only good one. Nah, I like, get that. I'm sure there were a bunch of third round pit. Like maybe 10% of them work out from the third round onwards. You, like for every Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson that you get, you probably also get 10 Kyle Trasks, who <clears throat> probably will never see the field if everything well, goes it, well. Well, I guess, I guess more of my point was like, okay, so he coached one quarter. He, he coached yeah. one player that got with the right coach in the right system at the right time, and Mahomes yeah. is like. I'm the best. Like, you look at Mahomes in, like, Texas Tech, would you consider him, like, the best quarterback in that class? No. I mean, I mean, now it looks like it. Now, but going yeah. into it. Hindsight, yeah. Going into it, everyone was like, okay, Trubisky going over these other two guys is a crime. It Even is a crime. taking God. Mahomes over Deshaun Watson. Watson was a controversial move. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the first of many controversies with him. Ooh. The, the cheat. <laughs> Jesus, you're right. I, I think uh, so. Yeah, no. Uh, what draft was that? 2017? 2017. Yeah, because Trubisky went two, and then Mahomes went 11? For, first year as John Lynch is a GM, and it cemented that he's one of the greatest GMs genius. to ever. <laughs> he moved down one pick and got a free fourth rounder out of it. Like, awesome. genius. Genius move. Uh, so, yeah, so Trubisky was the first quarterback taken. Uh, and then, yeah, Mahomes at 10, Watson at 12. Okay. Which, honestly, I think those were the only first-round quarterbacks of that class. I think I those were... So. I can't I think, think of another really quarterback. Only three. No. Uh, I'm I'm scrolling through. You guys can keep going. Oh, uh, Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, Fuck! No wonder. Oh no wonder. <laughs> Tyler blo- blocked that one out. No, there was only three quarterbacks. There was yep, only, only three quarterbacks. Only three. Even if you look at that, though, that's... Again, you're going to have to assume that Deshaun Watson is, is good. I think Deshaun Watson is a good quarterback, terrible human being. Uh, then screw it. Let's even assume Deshaun Watson is a complete flop because he might not ever see the field again, even though he almost definitely will. 25% has got to be better than the third and the fourth round. 
Let's see. Da, 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 da. I love the sort feature on this because uh, you can sort by position. Oh, nice. So in terms of quarterbacks taken in this draft, wow, there there are jack and shit. Ooh. <laughs> it is Trubisky, Mahomes, Watson, Sean Kaiser, Davis Webb, C.J. Bethard, Joshua Dobbs, Ooh. Nathan Dad. Peterman. Hey. He's minus two spots. They might go dip into the negative here. I won't, I won't even name the last two because you will not know who they are. Okay. So, But, see, that's sort of my point. You had, what, about eight guys there? None of them panned out. The Maybe the best you could say was, like, C.J. Beathard, who had some success with the Kyle Shanahan nonsense. Yeah. I think Davis Webb is still in the league, too. Right, but, like, but Patrick, right. But Patrick Mahomes is the golden goose of that. Like, Right. He was and the first best. First-round pick. I mean, there's there's a reason these guys go first round because the numbers are better. They're still not perfect, but that's why you take a quarterback in the you take any position in the first round because they just have a better success rate. And talking you, Green Bay, a wide receiver wide receiver position yeah. is available in the first round. Just no, only defense. <laughs> defense. Look, we took Jordan Love. Okay, what more do you want from us? Jesus, to not. I don't think he'll ever see the field. God, he might. I mean, Rodgers might. <laughs> Rogers be might so fed up that he quits. Yeah. Just bye. That would be the only way because I cannot see the Packers benching him. No, I don't. You're think paying I him do way either. too much money. Plus, uh, again, he's dating a witch, right? Yeah, she would not be happy about Rogers being benched. She might turn Lafleur into a bench for his insolence. <laughs> that might be better for him. That Rogers sits on. Yeah. Well, ooh, kinky. <laughs> and uh, I think Philly's going to blow out Washington Yep absolutely. Yeah that's that's an easy one But you know what game I'm not hoping is a blowout Is our first game of the week In three weeks Minnesota traveling to Buffalo hey. What The Woo. only game this week featuring A matchup of two winning records uh, Fascinating Kevin O'Connell has Really done well with this Vikings team I could not agree more It's astounding like and again, I made this joke in the pre-show, but like I, <laughs> I had to, like I know that Kirk Cousins is doing very well this season, but how can a man wear so much ice and yet not be cool? <laughs> He's just a nerd. He he yeah. really he really do be looking like that teacher that his students threw all that shit on him and said, yep. "Let me take a video." When you have like the no, that's the one that like at the pep rally, you know, like <laughs> oh, also, like he dresses 100%. up in the. <laughs> When did that start? Like, I've never, like, I know Kirk Cousins is famous for, like, some freaking stuff. Like, what was the, you like that? Like, screaming at people or, like, just yeah. being kind of out there. I mean, infamously, yeah. if I die, I die. But, like, yeah. when did the chain <laughs> stuff start? Like, when did, the, what happened to Kirk I no Cousins? When did he... I heard someone talking about it of, like, like, that's what he likes to, like, buy himself now. Like, he figured out, like, kidding? oh, like, everyone's wearing chains. Oh. So uh, then it's just, like, a big thing in the locker room. So he just bought it into that, and he's like, oh, chains are cool. I mean, don't get me wrong. They are cool. But, I like, think. I I seriously think that's what it was. Also, I kind of like, because I think the glasses in the most recent video, I think they were, like, blue blocker glasses. I think they're meant for screens. <laughs> they're not, like, prescription yes. or anything. I. <laughs> Kirk Cousins did confirm that on the Monday Night Football talk That's with Dean and Eli that, yes. Or was he on Pat again, McAfee? Either way. Again, I'll just say it. Nerd. Oh, uh, apparently 
Kirk took Christian Derrissaw's custom chain, so it might not be Kirk's. I'm seeing this article from a month ago, so uh, Kirko Chains has been popping since at least October 7th. Oh my god. That's what I was like, this, this feels like a recent development. Lil Kirko Chains, I believe, is uh, what Kirk Cousins calls himself. But, wow. Like, listen, the Vikings being 7-1 is amazing, and the fact that like they have a four-win lead on the North. At, astounding. Mind-blowing. Like, yeah. astounding. Very much so. But the stat that I saw pop up that is fascinating is that, I mean, since they blew out the Packers and then got blown out by the Eagles, they have not won a game by more than eight points. Jeez. So, like, all their wins have been one possession aside from week one. So, they're, I mean, and listen, you take close wins. Hey, wins a win. All day. Right. And that's the thing. It's like, but that just, to me, that says, like, wow, it's not that, like, oh, they're, like, you know, it's like that. That's conditioning. That's like the mentality. You go into the fourth quarter down or up. It's like we gotta like we gotta hold on to this lead, and then they do. <laughs> Quite yep. literally, the opposite of what the Raiders are doing. You know. Yep. Don't disagree with that. And it's and yeah, I I think that uh, off season get of Zadarius Smith very key to the Vikings' success. I agree. Eight, eight and a half sacks in eight game. Sorry, I've got the hiccups. Is looking pretty good. Damn, pop off. <laughs> oh so, boy, what happened? I tried to scare myself into getting rid of the hiccups, and I thought, <laughs> what's the scariest thing I can think of? And I thought to myself, Mike Evans getting hurt in Germany, and then my hiccups went away. <laughs> wow. I can't believe that worked. That is terrifying, though. I love you, Mike Evans. Please don't get hurt. I, as a fantasy, like, as a, someone who has him on his fantasy team, I also agree, don't get hurt. Can't believe that I want to beat you fair worked. and square. I, I did that as a joke. Uh, anyway. Hey, sometimes jokes work. Um, yeah, yeah, no, so I'm good. rather impressed with this Vikings team so far. I mean, now, I will say, should something, un, like, knocking on wood as I say this, should something unimaginable happen to Justin Jefferson, that wide receiver core is looking a little thin outside of Adam Thielen. Yep. Yeah. Even Adam Thielen is looking only okay. I think this was his best week. Like, like in terms of like targets and receiving yards in a hot second. <laughs> Let's find out, dude. I love I Pro like, Football Reference. Oh, Pro Football. Me too. <laughs> Can we get a sponsorship? I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Steven, it's funny you say that. This, his 67 yards receiving exactly tied his 67 yards receiving from the previous game. Mm-hmm. Wow. And the most he's and the and the most he's gotten is 72, which is not bad. Correct. That's it's good. Bad. 72 yards in a game is good, unless you're uh, an absolute maniac like Justin Jefferson. 72 is mm-hmm. good. That's but, like, I'll, I'll take... I mean, because what? He only got... In the Washington team, he only... Uh, he got that on three targets? Like, he must have had a real big... Like, uh, three receptions, seven targets. Sorry. Uh, yeah, right. Three receptions. Yeah. Yeah, probably a couple of... A big chunk play or two. I doubt that it was like 20 yards, 20 yards, 27 yards. It was probably like... 43, 10, 12. Um, I was like, I can, I'll look at that. But yeah, that, it's like. That doesn't equal 67, but you get what It saying. is so weird because like, I swear that Adam Thielen was the guy for many yeah. years until Justin well, Jefferson got there. And then it's like, and bye. I don't know how true that is because it was Stephon Diggs before it was uh, Justin oh, Jefferson. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. You're right. My bad. There He's was one year where it was. Though. Yeah. There was always. One year. 
Well, and actually, no, not even that, because that was the year that Justin Jefferson got drafted. So basically, the the Bills got Stephon Diggs and the Vikings got Justin Jefferson. Honestly, that's the best freak. Like that might be one of the best like win-win trades I've ever heard of. Probably, you know, <laughs> certain looking yeah. a hell of a lot better than AJ Brown for Traylon Burks. <laughs> so far, Yikes. speaking of speaking of Diggs, though. Do we? Th- I think uh, Diggs strikes me as the kind of person who is not petty, but is vengeful. It would not surprise me if Stephon Diggs goes off for over 200 yards in this game. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> this is the man who. Uh, this is the man who. Um, you know, after their very disappointing their defeat, playoff loss, or yeah, the playoff loss, uh, stood on the field and just. Deadpan stared at them Glared. in the AFC Trophy, like just he, like he I'm mad taking this in the whole time. So, I, yeah, I don't. That's not a petty move. That is like I, I am going to remember this, and then unfortunately yeah. it didn't work out for them last year. But, no, but <laughs> I, I it's tough to blame Stephon Diggs. Although you know, maybe it was Stephon's fault if he didn't let that ball hog uh, Davis, Davis get four <laughs> touchdowns. You know, maybe they'd have won the game better. How <laughs> freaking dare they! Uh, but yeah, no, this is going to be, uh, no, like I, I'm rather excited for this game. I'm rather sad that my station's not going to get this game. Yeah. Freaking market games. Uh, but you know, it's, wow. I, there's, there's, it's just a, with the Josh Allen potential injury that is concerning. I'm not going to lie. I agree. I, I don't think that Case Keenum is the worst backup you can have. I honestly think he's probably one of the best backups you can have. Like in the league currently, yeah. Agreed. Other than Gardner Minshew, I think I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, here's something interesting that again, Pro Football Reference showed me: the Minnesota Vikings have allowed the 12th fewest points in the league, about middle of the pack, on the worst red zone percentage defense. They have allowed hmm. opponent. They have allowed 15 of their opponents' 19 red zone drives to become hmm. touchdowns. Ooh. Interesting. It's not a great stat. So what they're good. So what you're saying is they're real good about keeping them out of the out end of zone the from, red zone. Yeah, but if they get in the red zone, it's not looking good. Correct. Fascinating. I don't know. This is going to be a good one. Like, should be nice and loud there. Two northern teams slugging oh, yeah. it out in the snow. I, it's probably not going to be snowing. It might be. It's probably going to be cold though. It is. Let's see. Weather report currently love to see has it. it. 43 degrees and cloudy. Yeah. That's not it's a frigid. true November game. No, not frigid, but cold. It's I mean, it's unpleasantly cold, but not something you I was gonna say, remember. Right, I was like Mr. 75 degrees is my ideal temperature. <laughs> no, 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 no. I said 78 to 82. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. My <laughs> Oh yeah. No, my bad. Hey, hey. I'm a warrior, okay? I'm toughing it out in this 58-degree, drizzly Southern California day, all right? I'm tough. Tough as I'm nails. And all I have on is my sweatpants, a blanket around my legs, and my sweatshirt on. I want no that cat. temperature so bad. Well, no, the cat is uh, about two feet away from me laying down on my bed. Ah. Let me. I'm going to go touch him on the head real quick. Okay. Uh... While he's doing that, freaking TJ Hawkinson was a great get for the Vikings. He got quite a good amount of receptions in that first game with them. I agree. It's like shocking move by the Lions. I do not know what they were thinking, but for the Vikings, heck yeah. I don't either. 
I mean, they traded with each other during the draft, didn't they? Did they? This past year? I think they did. I do not remember. I'll say yes. Yeah, hey, Ty. Totally agree. Thank you. I'm going to cover my bases. No, they didn't, Ty. You're a maniac. All right, there we go. Uh, One of those is going to be right. God damn it. So, like, so do we think this game is going to be really high scoring or, like, like, uh, like the Bills game last, like, a 20 to 17? Yeah. I think 20 to 17 is more likely. Even if Josh Allen plays, he's having a tough time of getting the ball in the end zone. Well, I was saying, the Bill, I mean, it's like, and the Bills' defense is pretty dang good right now. It's still so. pretty effing awesome. So I, I would expect maybe like 20, both teams in the mid to low 20s, 23, 24, 20, 23, something like that. Yeah, I think so. Because every time I think a game's going to be really high scoring with two good offenses, it's never the case. Yeah. So I'm going to say no then hoping the universe says fuck you and it's going to be a great high-scoring game. Oh, uh, genius. If anything, we'll get a nice scoregami out of this one. That'd be the oh, dream. yeah. A big ol' scoregami. Big ol'. Ha- haven't gotten... I, we've only gotten one this season so far, so... We're only halfway... And we're halfway through it. Come on, now. I'm feeling 18 <laughs> 32-19. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. 32-26. Oh, yeah. Nice, close, high-scoring Scorigami. Alrighty. Universe, make it happen. Oh, and with, with that, I was in... Not for the sole fact that my... Like, my uh, battery's getting low on this. I think we should be getting to some picks. Picks. I agree. Alrighty. So, uh, for the first time in a while, we have a Game of the Week pick. Where's specifically this game? Uh... Graham has picked the Jeffs. Tyler, who are you picking? Minnesota is underdogs by six. Oh, gosh. I feel like Stefan Diggs is going to have a really big game. Let me take Buffalo. Okay. Um, mm, see, this is tough. It, it, it's been hard to pick against the Williams every week. I did it last week, and they let me down. You know what? 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins... Give me the Vikings. I'm jumping on this grenade. I've been great in these game picks, uh, so obviously I'm taking Minnesota. I like that you said, no, no, Jacob's there with you. Okay, I was just going to say, I'm the only one that took Buffalo. Wow. No, well, you're the only one that took Buffalo. Uh, Jacob took the Jeffs. That's true. But that counts. Correct. So, so I, yeah, that's uh, (laughs) Logan, don't be so down on yourself. You won two games for the first time since week three. Woo! This last week. Woo! Uh, now, as for lock games, Tyler. Ooh. Lock of the week. Yeah, I'll take the obvious one. I'll take the Eagles. Okay. I mean, that, that's <laughs> kind of the benefit of being the first pick. Yeah, I'll, uh, take, I'll take, the, take the easy one. Jacob is pulling a Logan move here yeah, and has picked buddy. Seattle to beat the Bucks as his lock. Even though they are underdogs, he has picked them as his lock. Yeah. Uh, as for me... I would like to pick. Hmm, man, you did take the really good one, Tyler. I took about the only one that was pretty obvious. Hmm, I will go ahead and say Miami. That's valid. Sorry, Tyler. <laughs> it's fine. And Logan. Well, don't worry, Steven, you'll get your comeuppance. I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Beautiful. It's like, take that. It's like, yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, but who is your upset, Logan? 
I am going to take the home underdog off a of bye, Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. That is a good one. That's a great one to pick. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I am going to go ahead and oh, let's see. Can't pick the Cardinals because spoilers, Jacob already picked that. Um, how about man? They're really gonna disappoint me here, but I will go ahead and take the Lions. I Tyler. feel like you. I feel like you took my pick when your pick <laughs> was when your pick was right there. Um, fool. Give me the Chargers. That's fair. There, we just traded picks. Woo! Someone lay off the horn. Gosh dang. Uh, yeah. Man, what an interesting spread of this. But now it's time for some no-bias stat picks. And starting off with Thursday Night Football. Card- or Cardinals. Dang it. Already off to the good start. Falcons at Panthers. So far this season, all currently rostered Atlanta Falcons wide receivers combined for 117 receiving yards per game, while all currently rostered Panthers wide receivers combined for 122 receiving yards per game, which team's receivers will combine for more receiving yards in this game. Uh, Jacob has picked Carolina. Tyler, who do you pick? Can I just get a slight clarification? Do tight ends count, or is it just no. strictly wide receivers? Just strictly wide receivers? Strictly wide yeah. receivers. Give me Carolina. Hmm... I'll go Atlanta. Logan? I'm also going Carolina. My hope is that Atlanta just gets up early and runs, runs, runs as fast as they can. <laughs> well, with Cordero Patterson in the lineup. Hey. Uh, then we go to Germany, right? With, uh, like, Seahawks facing the Buccaneers. Uh, oh, each yeah. of these teams... It's like... Each of these teams feature a surprisingly reliable tight end, with Seattle's Will Disley and Tampa's Kate Alton, (laughs) who each gather just shy of three catches and around 30 yards per game. So which of these guys will catch at least three passes for at least 30 yards in Deutschland? Uh, Disley only, Kate Alton only, both or neither. That was fun. Uh, Hold on. Thank you. Uh, Or danke. (laughs) Danke schön. Danke schön. Uh, Jacob has picked both. I will also pick both. Logan. I'm going to say not only is KDOT going to get more, but I bet whatever Disley gets, KDOT more than doubles it. Nice. Alrighty. Uh, and then Tyler. I'll go with both. Alrighty, we, we have some great reliance on these players. And now we're back to the States with the Lions facing Chicago. Uh, Detroit's defense has allowed the second most rush yards on the season, while Chicago's offense has rushed for the absolute most yards this season. How many teams will rush for more yards than Chicago this week? With an over-under of two. So, and just for clarification, that means that Chicago, like if you choose equals two, that means that Chicago had the third most rushing yards. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Jacob has picked, oh, or less than two? Yeah, less than two. Yeah, and that is under. Uh, Logan, what do you think? I'm going to say over. I think something's going to mess up. Tyler? Uh, over. Completely agree. Yeah, no, I, I have that feeling. I tried to pick this to get away from you, Neanderthals. <laughs> yeah. Too bad you picked the right yeah, answer. sucks. <laughs> well, congrats, Graham, on a solo point. It's like Cleveland at Miami. 
In their most recent games, Tyreek Hill and Amari Cooper were each on the field for 79% of their respective offenses' total plays, while Waddle was in on 74%. Which of these players will participate in the greatest percentage of their team's offensive snaps in this game? Hill, Waddle, Cooper, or any tie at the top? Uh, Jacob has chosen Hill. Tyler. I gotta go Tyreek Hill. I will take any tie at the top. Logan. I'm gonna take Cooper. I think they're going to have to throw the ball early and often. All righty. Moving on to Denver at Tennessee. Denver's defense has allowed the fewest passing yards in the league so far, while the Malik Willis-led Titans have passed for an astonishing 141 yards in two games. I don't know if Tannehill's going to start, but even if he like, even he averages under 200 passing yards per game. How many yards will Tennessee gain through the air this game? Over under half of Denver's passing yards. Uh, Jacob has picked the under. And Jeez. What the fuck, Sorry, dude? Uh it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Jacob here and then I'm gonna check on that. <laughs> Alright. Uh I'm torn. I think uh Willis busts out for an absolutely phenomenal eighty passing yards, which gets him over half of Denver's. Yeah. Wow. Just absolutely lighting the world on fire. Damn. Um spicy. I don't think he's I don't think Tennessee's gonna get a quarter of Denver's passing <laughs> yards. Alright. That's a spicy <laughs> meatball pick. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Russ is has to throw for like four hundred this game. <laughs> I feel like he has to do something incredible. You went with four hundred and not like two fifty? Two fifty might get him over four times Tennessee's yeah might but I just something in my gut is saying that Russ Uh, needs to just like throw every single play like he's gonna have 70 attempts interesting I have abandoned that feeling as of like week four I kept thinking that I'm like man Russ certainly Russ is gonna get better this week certainly he's gonna get better this week okay this is the week he's gonna break out and now I'm just like, ah, screw it. Russell Wilson probably just isn't going to do it this year because Hackett's burying his talent. Maybe he, like, meditated for the bye week, like, the entire time. Maybe. And just ate Subway sandwiches. Who, Hackett or Wilson? Because you know that he's Wilson. not meditating. He is praying. <laughs> oh, man. If Wilson spent his days eating Subway sandwiches, I am definitely taking the over on this one. <laughs> Alrighty. Moving on. Minnesota at Buffalo. Well, Josh Allen might miss this game, so let's focus on the defense. (laughs) Love that phrasing. Each of these teams has a player who averages over one tackle for loss per game. Zadarius Smith's 13 and Von Miller's 9. And about one sack per game. Again, Zadarius Smith 8.5 and and Von Miller's 7. Which of these players will get at least one sack and at least one tackle for loss in this game? Smith only, Miller only, both or neither. Uh, Jacob went with... Sorry, he went with Miller only. My computer decided to... Lock up there. Uh, I will go with both. Logan. I'm going to say Zadarius Smith only. Hmm. And Tyler. I'm going to say both. Alrighty. No no spread this week. Some, like, we might have no points. It's possible. Probably is. Like, very unlikely. Moving on to Houston at the Giants. This season, the Giants have gained nearly as many r- yards per rush, 4.9, as they have per pass, with 5.1, including sacks taken. The Texans allow 5.5 yards per rush and 6.5 yards per pass attempt, including sacks. How many yards per rush will the Giants get in this game? Over under, yards per pass, minus a half. 
Uh, Jacob has taken the over. Tyler, what do you think? Hmm. I am going to say over as well. Hmm. Feeling a little spicy. Not full spice, but I'll take exactly. Whoa. Logan. I'm taking under, seeing how Houston contained Philly last week. We shall see. Moving on to Jacksonville at Kansas City. Travis Etienne has been kind of a beast lately, rushing for over 100 yards and at least one touchdown in each of his last three games. During KC's last three games, they have only allowed one 100-plus yard rusher and two rushing touchdowns, all to Derrick Henry. What will Etienne produce in this game? Uh, Over equal 100 rushing yards, over equal one rushing touchdown, both or neither. Sorry about the horn, Logan, that is our neighbor. Is it like on purpose or is it just like there? Yes, it's on. No, it's on off. purpose. No, it's is not it, an alarm because it's it's sustained. So, is there like a good purpose? I don't think so. All right. So either way, uh, Jacob has gone with uh, only the rushing touchdown. Logan, what do you think? I'm gonna say only. Oh, you know what? I'm saying neither. I say KC stouts up against the run. Hmm, Tyler. I'm going to go... I'll go both. I am also picking I both. I believe in it. <laughs> did you hear that? I did not. What happened? Uh, there is a... Apparently, I it, I think it's one of the neighbor's kids because I just heard the dad come out and yell, hey, tell him to stop doing that shit. Like, <laughs> So... I was worried it was like my car or something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, moving on to uh, New Orleans at Pittsburgh. Each of these teams chose a wide receiver high in last year's draft, and they're looking pretty good. Chris Olave averages 8.6 yards per target, while George Pickens averages 7.9. Which of these rookie wide receivers will average more yards per target in this game? Olave, Pickens, Ty are the options. And man, that was <laughs> I thought there was a fourth. I'm like, oh, wait, no, yeah, that is Jacob's like spicy pick. Where, like, Olave is uh, going to win by two times Pickens. So... That is his spicy pick. Logan, what do you think? I'll take Olave. Tyler? I'm going to take Olave as well. Even though it should be noted, the Steelers don't have Claypool anymore, so I feel like Pickens will have a bigger like, role. It's a good point. Ooh, I, I will be the lone dog here. I will take Pickens. <laughs> Light it up, baby. It's a good choice. Uh, alrighty. Moving on to Indy at Vegas. Good Lord. Uh, Indy currently has 11 players with it. More than zero sacks, while the Raiders only have five such players. How many Colts will get at least half a sack in this game? Over under two times, Raiders players with at least half a sack. Uh, Jacob has taken the under. Tyler. I'm going to take exactly. Whoa. Uh, easy, taking the over. Jeff Saturday, greatest coach of all time uh, <laughs> in Colts history. Uh, Logan. Greatest. If there's one thing Jeff Saturday should know how to do, it's to prevent sacks. So I'm going over. Because one is greater than two times zero. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, moving on to Arizona at the Rams. Arizona has allowed at least 30 points in each of their last three games. And if you exclude the Rams' 24-point performance against the Panthers' first game with the new head coach, the Rams haven't put up more than 14 points in any of their last four games. So how many points will the Rams score in this game? Under 10. Between 10 and 20, between 20 and 30, between 30 and 40, or over 40. Uh, Jacob has picked somewhere in the realm of 10 and 20. Uh, I'm just going to clean this up and do it like 10s, 20s, 30s, and then 40 or more. 
Yeah, that's fair. So, just so we avoid like double dipping on the twenties. Which is funny because that would have happened last week if any of us had picked one fi- the one fifteen options. Yeah. Okay. okay so, right. uh, Jacob is in the tens. Uh, I will go in the twenties. Um, Logan. I'll go in the tens. And Tyler. I'll do the twenties. I was very tempted to pick the 30s just because I think 31 is an option. It is an Ooh. option. That is that yeah. is a score that you can achieve in football. That was, that was, that was, that was my only thing. But I feel yeah. like if I would have said 30s without stating, I think, just 31, it would have been, well. It would have been a shock. Yeah. I, uh, just so we don't uh, give Graham points that he may or may not earn, I'm going to say for Graham it's between 20 and 30. Or Sorry, between uh, 10 and 20 because that is what he picked. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. So if it ends up being twenty, he gets the point. I think. Yeah, so. I, like, I think that's we, fair. We okay, we switched that up on him uh, without him knowing. So that's fair. Um, here comes twenty, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly twenty. It's like son of a. I mean, hey, I, I won't be mad. I'll get points. Yeah, uh, moving great. on to Ooh. Dallas at, like Dallas at Green Bay. Each of these teams feature a pair of running backs who all average over fifty yards or scrimmage yards per game. Which team will have a feature running back? between Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard, Aaron Jones, and A.J. Dillon, who will not post at least 50 yards from scrimmage in this game. Dallas only, Green Bay only, both or neither. Uh, so Jacob picked neither, which tells me that... Um, so neither means that all four are going to get over 50 scrimmage yards, right? Yeah. That's fair. Logan, what do you think? I'm going to say Green Bay only. So that means, like, so Aaron Jones could do it, but if A.J. Dillon doesn't, then they have failed. Yeah, we need AJ Dillon to specifically. I think Dillon will hit under fifty, and I think each of Zeke, Tony Pollard, and Aaron Jones will all get over fifty. No, that's fair. You're right. So that's like so, like they both have to achieve it to get correct. Right, but if one fails, then the whole team fail or the pick fails. Yeah. Tyler, what do you think? Uh, Green Bay only for the same exact reason reasons that Logan said. Woo. All right, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go neither. Neither. All right, moving on to Chargers at 49ers. The Chargers average about 90 rush yards per game, fourth worst in the league. The 49ers have allowed it about 90 rush yards per game, the fewest in the league. How many yards will the Chargers rush for in this game? Over under 90. Jacob has taken the under. Uh, Tyler, what do you think? I will also take the under. I'm so sorry. Don't be. Logan, what do you think? I'm taking the over. You nice. Thank you. So sorry, I was I was looking up uh some stats here, and I probably should have been doing that much sooner. Wow, someone's cheating. Yep, I know. No, well, <laughs> I, this was going to be my spicy pick, and I was just going to say they were going to gotcha. match the rushingest uh, total, but that would be 238 yards by the Browns, and I'm like, that is right, a we'll little lock, excessive. We'll lock that in. We'll lock it in. I, I Hold on now. I didn't say... Like, I was going to... Like, come on now. I was going to... like. I was like, okay, so somewhere between that. So what? Between 90 and 230? What does that make? 100 and... 60. 160. 160. I'm good with 160. 
Yep, that works for me. I'll say, what, not quite twice, but uh, definitely over a time and a half, so. Yeah, that's overtime, baby. Which is what I'll be getting on Thanksgiving. Finally, Monday Night Football. Tommy's at the Eagles in Washington's last five games. Washington has scored 17.2 points per game. In Philly's last five games, they've allowed exactly 17 points per game. How many points, with two ends, will Washington score in this game? Over under 17. Jacob has picked the over. I will also choose the over. Logan. I'm going to say under. I think Philly steamrolls them. Sweet. Tyler. I'm also taking the under. All right. Watch them score exactly 17. Dang it. I really considered taking 17 because in those games for Washington, three games have been exactly 17. Oh, well. well. Not this time, though. Not this time. And unfortunately, that will conclude this episode of the Internet Football Podcast. Thank you all for joining me. No problem. Of course, as always. And I was like, I think next week is going to be uh, a bye week for all of us because lots of travel going on. Oh, yeah. So, But we will be back in a couple of weeks to discuss the Thanksgiving games and other games also happening that week. Turkey, turkey. But until then, stay safe out there, y'all. You're a turkey. (laughs) It's what you are. That's what you are.